martini shaken no! Shocking. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the official podcast that gets up on a Sunday morning when there's a public holiday the next day and forgets to, I don't know, forget something. I didn't think of an intro. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly right, exactly right. I'm your host, Judy. It's not daylight saving, we just put it forward anyway. Yeah. I completely forget that it's a public holiday tomorrow. I keep forgetting. I've been told so many times. Go to work. See how many of your friends rock up. That's right, you have no friends. Welcome to the podcast. Bruh. I just remember this. <laughs> it comes up like a telltale game. Tom will remember this. Uh, I'm your host, Judy, and joining me, of course, on this week's podcast is Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello. Happy to be here. How are you? Alive. How's things? You've got the spicy cough. I don't know. Where has the name spicy cough come from? The cough's not even that bad. Well, you're spicy, Tom. <laughs> you're coughing. Uh, uh, yeah, no. As of, uh, So I've been in lockdown since Tuesday night. Because uh, it started off with my partner. I had gotten the COVID, the Rona. And then I um, also started to get symptoms. And obviously, I've had the Rona. Uh, so I'm good now. Or feeling good now. Still locked inside until Tuesday. Uh, but yeah. After Thursday morning's little uh, me sitting in bed in the morning, staring at the wall blankly with my mouth open, being like, I want to die. Uh, yeah, got good now. I'm just Perfect. Hmm? I was just going to say, I'm picturing that scene where Homer's trying to eat the giant steak and Bart's throwing the steak into his mouth. It's like, <laughs> That's just you. Pretty much. And also having a seven-month-old puppy who wants to play and you and your partner are both, like, dying. And just be like, how the fuck do we deal with this? <laughs> dying but not dead, Tom. That's the difference, right? <laughs> well, k- kudos to parents who are sick as shit and then have to deal with, like, sick children at the same time. Like, that would... Oh, that would suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it gave me plenty of time to watch two and a half seasons of Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, finish, Spy- finish Spider-Man Miles Morales and start um, playing... Ratchet and Clank, so uh, plenty of uh, time to do stuff. The new Ratchet and Clank is pretty. It is very pretty on the I've, TV. I've heard it's it's actually one of the great games to get for your PlayStation Five. Ratchet and Clank always is. Like Ratchet and Clank games are always fun. They're a bit of fun. They're funny, and they've just got a simplicity to them and a a a, a, a gun game to them that is actually always enjoyable. Doing flips and shit. Dolphin splashing, getting everybody all wet. Um, but yeah, love getting people wet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that seems like the perfect segue into Fuzzy's introduction. <laughs> Hello, Fuzzy. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, no, no spicy cough for me. Um, I've just been hanging out, watching loads of television. Um, it's been uh, yeah, a very full television week, I will say. Yes, Drive to Survive Season 4 just dropped. Uh, Yep. I assume you've already watched it all. 
Uh, no, not all. So we've only watched the first two episodes. Uh, been lots of other stuff going on, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it is pretty amazing. So if you're into motorsport or the Real Housewives shows, um, this is pretty much a combination of both of those things. Um, <laughs> I've also been watching this show called Severance, um, which is just fucking phenomenal. Um, it's Basically, it's. I think it's been uh, produced and directed a lot of the episodes by Ben Stiller, mm. um, and it's just a lot of fun. It's basically about a an organisation that creates this this medical procedure whereby they separate your mind into two personalities, um, and one of them is basically only exists inside of the workplace, and the other is you know exists at home. And neither of them can remember what the other thing is doing. So it's just this, basically this working in this super secret organization. Uh, very eternal sunshine of the spotless mind kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, weird sci-fi. Um, it's got Adam Scott, John Turturro, Christopher Walken's in it. Um, and it's just a lot of weird sci-fi fun. So um, definitely, definitely recommend that if you get a chance. Um, up to speed as well on the new South Park season. Um, and? I... I initially I'd put it away and gone. Nah, I'm not not interested. Um, and then one of my friends got me back onto it. Said it was really really good. And having watched through, it's actually gotten a lot better. So um, yeah, definitely a strong recommend if you like South Park. Feels a lot like it, they were doing sort of ten years ago. So um, yeah, lots of fun there. And also the first two episodes of Picard, um, the oh, Star two. Trek show. Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty amazing. I got put off because i was watching discovery um such with discovery for a while that gets very they like to talk about feelings on that show um and it was a little bit more about feelings than it was about weird space stuff mm. um so picard yeah. is all about weird space stuff the borg q time travel all happening all in the space of the first two episodes of this new season of picard so um yeah definitely definitely recommend that one has, has uh, discovery done the whole uh, the Arrow thing, where it starts off as about the actual like universe and stuff, and then turns into a melodrama. Yes. Um, so they did do some weird, weird stuff. They did a bunch of time travel stuff, and you know, weird, uh, you know, sort of cool things going on. Really fun to start with, and then they, they, but they had a lot of feelings discussions all the way through it. This season seems to be all about feelings, and it's just. I mean, I want to see, I'm watching Star Trek to see weird sci-fi, not people talk about their emotions. And, you know, the emotions part can come into it, that's fine. Uh, but I need to see more about the weird sci-fi stuff. Um, we are still, we're also getting a spin-off series um, of uh, Star Trek as well. Uh, what is it called? Oh, Strange New Worlds. Now, Strange New Worlds is basically following the new Enterprise, you know, Captain Kirk storyline from Discovery. Um, so it's got and a Captain Kirk spin-off. is in Discovery. Uh, yes, he shows up in Discovery. So as in, oh no, sorry, it's uh, Christopher Pike. Sorry, I, I stand right. Corrected. So Discovery is set before the events of the original series. That's correct. Okay, yes. Cool. So yeah. So um, yeah. So Strange New Worlds follows uh, Christopher Pike uh, and his characters from uh, from there. He does have um, Spock as part of his crew. 
um, and Rebecca Romain as his number one. So um, get ready for sexy space adventures because these people are hot. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. So lots of Star Trek stuff out at the moment, which is really fun. Um, some of it good, some of it not so good. Um, yeah, less feelings, more aliens and beam me up Scotties, and that will be great. Thank you. Why didn't we ever get a fourth Star Trek film with with uh, Simon Pegg, Scotty? His Into Darkness was bad. I think they go. I think they've they've already talked about doing another one, and they've they've recently signed on. Um, yeah, they. I think they've got everybody back involved with it now. I mean, wasn't this supposed to be? Uh, I thought Tarantino was oh, supposed to do a Star Trek film, and then they wanted Chris Hemsworth to be in it more because, of course, it's Chris Hemsworth. Uh, and he wanted too much money for it, and then it just went nowhere. Yeah, no, I think it's um, it, it's yeah, it's definitely it, it will definitely happen at some point. I think it's all just you know money stuff. But I mean, what the fuck's Chris Pine doing that he can't be doing Star Trek? Uh, Wonder Woman. Twenty twenty <laughs> seconds. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, Matt Thomas does confirm that it's fourth. The fourth is greenlit. Twenty second yeah. of December, twenty twenty three. The new Star okay. Trek has a release date. Right. I started there watching um, Next Gen, and I'm I got I think it's the second episode where they find a fucking. A That's longer than most get into it, yeah. Yeah, they find. Oh, I watched the first like hour and a half, two hour episodes when they introduce Q, Q, Q. The, yeah, uh, and um, they have this the sickness that if you touch it, it basically like lowers all your inhibitions and it makes people incredibly stupidly drunk. And the security officer has sex with Data, and somehow Data gets it. And Picard's like, you're an android. How the fuck did you get this? And he's like, I have paws. I have feelings. And it's just like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it got a little bit stupid. Um, it's the, some of the, the weirdest episodes in Star Trek are the best ones. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was just but it was weird. Seeing Patrick Stewart pretend to be drunk was pretty funny, though. <laughs> sexy Patrick Stewart back then he looks incredibly old now in the new Picard shows and sound, he's just this crotchety old man and it's yeah he's not quite that that spry young you know sexually proud fucking uh, Picard that he was in those first two seasons I got told to stop watching Picard because I'm watching it backwards I should watch like the original series and then I should move on to some other fucking thing and then Deep Space Nine and then I should watch Next Gen and then I should watch something else and then I should, I'm like, dude, just let me fucking watch what I want to watch. I, I Look, I will say that you can watch Picard without having seen it, but a lot a lot of the show is all about like references to things that happened on the other shows. So to fully appreciate or fully let those moments land, then you need to have seen those things to put it in context. Mm. But uh, yeah. Especially now, like, they've introduced the Borg as part of this show, and it's... Oh, it's because you know, they've the Borg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. An issue, an issue with that is, like, you say that to me, you go, oh, you have to watch these to put that all in context, and I just go, well, looks like I'm not watching that show then. <laughs> uh, I have no desire to watch old TV like that. No. <laughs> I think if you have a general understanding of the characters and who people are, like, it's totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. You can watch it without, you know, with general context, and that's enough. Um, I think, like I said, for the moments to fully land and fully get the gravity of what's happening, you've had to have seen it. So it's it's both for the fans and also made that, that other people can watch it quite quickly. So I think if you have a general knowledge about Star Trek, you will still enjoy Picard. Uh, we got a, a comment from Six Brittany, first time chat, saying Picard is pretty dog shit. There you go, first. 
New Picard is great. I'm, I'm, the first season was a bit slow, um, but yeah, this this season has ramped up significantly, and yeah, bringing Q back, Master Stroke, just beautiful. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting character. Do they bring back uh, what's the fucking guy, the tall guy that doesn't know how to sit down on a chair properly? He's number two, Striker. <laughs> no, uh, well, Riker, Riker. Yeah, Riker. Riker is in um, uh, season one of Picard. So okay. yeah, because his dog is season one of Picard is just very much like a like very much they they walk they it's a walk down memory lane. It's showing all the things that used to happen, and yeah, it's it's all pretty cool. And lots of young people run around Picard while he stands there and barks orders. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I got to like the end of the second episode or end of the third episode where he gets a like a smuggler's ship or something like that, and he goes, engage, and then the, that's how the episode ends. I'm like, hey, he said the line. The line that he I've heard it. people say that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> You've seen all of the highlights then, did he? <laughs> well, still sticking on the sci-fi genre, uh, we, of course, got the trailer for Tom likes to say... Tom says it probably best than anyone. Tom, what trailer dropped this week? Obi-Wan, Kenobi. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Uh, we got the trailer. It has what people are calling pod racing Easter eggs. Uh, it's got it's got Inquisitors for uh, the Empire. It's got the Grand Inquisitor, which I didn't notice it was the Grand Inquisitor because it doesn't look it's, like him. Uh, his head's too round. He's, 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 what do you mean doesn't look like him? Yeah, he doesn't have an elongated head, but he has the exact same fucking facial shit on him. He's wearing the same outfit. Yeah, look, that's... <laughs> It doesn't it, look like it, him. It, this is like his, the, his skin color is the same color. This is the equivalent of Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where it's like they're the same character, they're fucking di- like completely different proportions. <laughs> like you can like, tell his it's head ca- isn't elongated. That's the or- <laughs> he's got a fat head. I, I will say, I think the biggest issue with this one though isn't so much that his head isn't elongated; it's how round his head looks that, by comparison. Yeah. It's just so, like, because you're expecting this elongated head, this thing is just incredibly round. He has a, he Overly has, round. The, I'm that, like, that's wh- not Cad Bane. That hat's too small. He didn't have the toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Same problems, yes. But it's like, why didn't they get the, the, the voice actor who is the Grand Inquisitor in... Why has he got a long head, does he? He's um, fucking Draco Malfoy's dad from Harry Potter. Ah. See, he would have been able to do it. Oh, what's his name? Isaac something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Oscar Isaacs. Um... <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> Other Isaac. Yeah, I'll get his name. Uh, Matt says it's how round everything looks. Exactly right, Matt. Like, the, I mean, the trailer looks cool. I'm happy to watch it. Uh, oh, I'm, 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 of course, I'm happy to watch it. But like, I didn't know that was the Grand Inquisitor until I just saw Star Wars fans being Star Wars fans, uh, being like, and then went, hang on, wait, that's the Grand Inquisitor? What the fuck? And yeah, he, he he looks Star Trek Discovery's very own. Ah, there you go. It's Star Trek Discovery's that got Isaac's in it, the dude from Harry Potter. Yeah, he's in um yeah, Discovery the first couple of seasons, I think. Jason Isaac. Um yeah, Jason Isaac. That's, that's the one. That's it. Um yes, he's uh yeah, he's he's pretty good in Discovery too in the early seasons of it, so I think it'd be a good um live action portrayal of of the Grand Inquisitor, but you know, oh well. Um, yeah, too old, too old to begin the filming. He's only gonna be in this like one fucking sh- like because this is a limited series. It's not gonna be like we're gonna give you season two of Obi Wan. I'm like, well, what the fuck happens? 
you know. Oh, is this only one season, is it? I think I think it's only one season for everyone. I think they, they call it like a limited release or something yeah. stupid like that. So it's it's definitely like a one-off because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what would you expect from this? I think they needed need to have it pretty short. There's not that many stories you can tell about a, an old dude sitting around in the desert, you know, keeping an eye out on a young boy. Um, nothing creepy about that whatsoever. It looks like I'm just looking at some. I'll, I'll post it in the. I'll post in the chat so people can see um, that it looks like a, a bad Mortal Kombat uh, cosplay. If you look at the Obi Wan Kenobi series and then Rebels, like his head is wide. He, he looks more like Quan Chi from Mortal Kombat than he does, uh, you know, the Grand Inquisitor. So. I mean, other than that, we got a little, uh, little, uh, Lily nearly said little Annie. We got little Luke sitting on the side of his house, pretending to potentially be a pod racer wearing goggles. Uh, we've, we see Obi-Wan, of course, being Obi-Wan, being a desert guy. Um, but it looks like they're sorry. I was about to say we have the return of, uh, what's his name? As, um, Mark Lowen. Oh, yeah. Same, same actor as in, uh, second one. Yeah. Edgerton, uh, is it? Joel, Joel Edgerton? Edgerton? No. Australian actors. Um, is Joel Edgerton? No. It's Joel Edgerton. Ah, okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, he... Look, I'm, I'm a bit... I'm a bit disturbed by that because I don't need to see more of Uncle Owen. Um, I've seen as much acting from Uncle Owen as I ever need to see in this particular show, so... Just don't don't have him say lines. Just don't need to hear him say lines. <laughs> it's also the interesting thing as well. It's like in the the end of uh, of Revenge of the Sith, the start of New Hope is nineteen years, and of course it's been nearly you know twenty years or so since Revenge of the Sith came out in two thousand five, and it's just like the difference of what Obi Wan looks like at the end of Revenge of the Sith to what he looks like at the start of A New Hope. Like that motherfucker, you got to age real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you basically need to lose. I don't know. You just need to walk around in the sun with no robes on, <laughs> and then just let the sun take its course. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to put out a bold prediction for this one. Um, we're going to see a lot of fan service paid, so there's going to be lots of references to obviously uh, rebels with the um, obviously the Inquisitor coming through with this mm-hmm. one. Um, we'll probably see some of those characters come in as well because they want to spin off this show as much as fucking possible because that's what Star Wars is about right now, spin-offs. Um, so we'll see a lot of that. Um, we may even get a visit to a little place called Toshi Station. I think we're going to get some power converters action in there. Um, it, there'll be there'll be a lot of stuff like that, fan service and preparing us for spin-offs. Matt we says, may even... uh, if Uncle Owen does something badass, though, it would be cool to see a character do something unexpected. Maybe the reason why he's a grumpy old man. We do only see him in, in episode four just being like, yep, Obi-Wan, uh, uh, Ben Kenobi is a, is a hermit. He lives out in the middle of nowhere. I'm just like, okay, why are you angry with him? Did, did you No lose... reason. You, no Shut reason. up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, that's why. Uh... <laughs> I reckon we're going to go off-world. There's going to be off-world. Obi-Wan leaves Tatooine. Um, don't yeah. know why. If well, not, because we'll there's shots of lords and stuff like that, in like taking on, like they're on Tatooine. So yeah, that'll yeah. be pretty cool. And there's shots of the Inquisitors being on planets that are clearly not Tatooine, uh, and in their ships, and it looks like in their in their sort of base of operations and stuff like that as well. Um, 
and I do like the narration that goes over the top of Inquisitors hunting Jedis. Jedi can't help themselves. They have to help others, and that's how we find them. And I like that sort of aspect to it. That's a little bit like um, Fallen Order. They, they yeah. said something similar in that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. That'd good. be cool if we get a reference to Fallen Order in there, because we got it in Bo- Book of Boba Fett. We got a, Do we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Come on. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, the mechanic on Tatooine, who is going to be in the Obi-Wan show as a young play being portrayed by a, a young actor. Um, oh, that character had BD-1, which is the little yes. droid from Jedi Fallen Order. She has yeah. BD-1. So what happened to Cal? Is he dead? Did he find Obi-Wan and leave? Maybe he left. Not Cal. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just like him because he's a redhead, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, interestingly, though, um, one of the things that I was reading, and I haven't, wa- oh no, I have watched all the Rebels. Um, but uh, people are very curious about the fact that this is the first time that there is a uh, sister within the Inquisition that has an actual name and isn't just referred to as a number. Oh. Um, What's her name? It starts, I think it starts with an R. But she, yeah, she actually has a name. The um, person who appears to be hunting down Obi Wan. Uh, apparently, Kamal Nanjiani's in this. Uh, this fifth God. brother, we got Rupert F- F- Friend, Friend. Yes, as the Inquisitor. So I assume he must be the Grand Inquisitor. Yes, that's correct. Hayden Christensen, of course, is returning as Darth Vader at the end of the trailer. We just hear Darth Vader breathing. Um, now, the one thing about Rupert Friend that I found really interesting as well is he was, um, he did an Agent 47 uh, Oh, he movie. did do Hitman, didn't he? And he looked Very completely gone. normal with, like, his, like, shaved bald head. Like, if they'd just shown that as his head shape, they've somehow made his head rounder specifically for this show, which is really interesting. Okay. Inquisitor Reaver is the name. So she's not referred to as a sister, although the theory is is that she's the third sister, I think, or the second sister, one of those. Georgie, would you like some but, yeah. jello? Interesting. Because some form of sister, because they're not referred to by name, which makes people think that this person is going to be of more importance elsewhere. As you were talking, Giuseppe used a chat point economy, and it just played over the top of that, and it was a loud one. <laughs> Thank you, Giuseppe. Um, Fuzzy might like this as well. This is this is Obi-Wan related. And Matt and Giuseppe. There's a character in, in Fast and the Furious who died and mysteriously came back to life um, through the power of editing. Um, you know him as the guy from the, the Jason... Uh, Jason... Not Jason Alexander, not Jason Biggs. The fucking... Who's the bald guy? The actor? I can't think of his I, name. I... I I'm just confused what you're talking about the now. Die from Fast and Furious. You got <laughs> yeah, okay, to okay, yeah. <laughs> that's bad. Um, the, you, you're talking about Jason Statham. That's it. The guy that Jason yeah. Statham kills. He is in this as the fifth brother. I would also say there's a lot of people that have died and come back from the dead. So in in that particular Harold series, from Neighbours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh, Han. Yeah, Han is uh, is in Obi Wan. As a Inquisitor. He's the fifth brother. Mm. 
There you go. Okay. Also interesting. I don't know how to feel. On IMDb, it's it, it for some reason, uh, whether Disney's given this information or it's someone really high, but of course it says, you know, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan for six episodes. Um, Hayden Christensen. How many episodes all up? It's probably six. Six. Because okay. <laughs> the highest number that all of these people have is six episodes. They all say six <laughs> I'm episodes. I'm just going to say, we had a show called <laughs> The Book of Boba Fett, which had two whole fucking episodes without fucking Boba Fett in it. Yeah, so, true. I mean, asking how many episodes in the show is a relevant question. I see. I these- see. I see your point. I yeah, your point. thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Like, it's not a completely crazy question to ask. But every person on this is in it for six episodes. Owen Lars and the fifth brother and, yeah, Inqu- Inquisitor Reva, Beru Lars. Is it not? Paul Lars, does not need to, Lars does not need to be in this at all. Stephen Cannon as Moisture Farmer is only in it for two episodes. Oh, is he? Oh, we're going to get some hot moisture farming action. <laughs> Hang on, this, well, that's not. Oh, it's sweaty. Because, oh, it's because, so hot. Oh, Polo, just going to squeeze the He's only in it for two episodes, too. So maybe Moisture Farmer in Prisoner. Hot yeah. and sweaty you out could on do the a lot of, You could do a lot of moisture farming in prison. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you can make it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. Come on. Yucky. Uh, there's so many ways my brain can go all of them (laughs) there was i saw some fucking fan theory or whatever there's there's these really fucking stupid instagram accounts right that fucking they do these things like did you know that in avengers endgame you're gonna have to narrow it down a little bit there's a lot of fucking stupid instagram accounts but it's like did you know in avengers endgame if you pause the screen at this thing you can see how would the duck walk through the portal i'm like yeah and we all fucking knew that. You just question, pointed out question, the is obvious. It, is, is this is this a video or is this an image? It's a video. But they also post up images and stuff like that. And it's like, did you know that in the in the in Obi Wan that they that we might have fuck um, Millie Bobby Brown as Princess Leia, and that's why Obi Wan goes off world? I'm like, where are you getting this information? Like, yeah. that's like I I I I was playing Batman uh, Arkham Knight. Talking about the Batman, which we talked about last week, and some dude jumped on the chat saying we're going to have a six-series Batman movie, and the last movie is going to be the Bat Family taking on Mr. Freeze. And I just went, where the fuck did you get this from? Because Robert Patton's only signed on for three films. I doubt they're going to have Mr. Freeze in this gritty, realistic world. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> they, they did a lot. They stretched this gritty, realistic world a lot. Yeah. It's just, like, how do you do a realistic version of Mystic Freeze? Is he just fucking throwing fridges at you? Like, what's his what's his stick? How do you make that realistic? Liquid nitrogen gun. Sure. <laughs> then he becomes that Captain Freeze guy from the Arrow. Uh, was it? Captain Cold. Captain Cold. That's a Flash go. bad guy as well, actually, Fuzzy. Oh, for fuck's sake, who cares? They're all stupid CW shows. No, that's, that's, that's great. He's, he's still in, I'm pretty sure he still appears in Arrow, doesn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, it's, oh. it's done by the dude from Prison Break. No! But actually, both Prison uh, Break brothers are in it. Wentworth yeah, Miller. Both yeah. Of them are in it. yeah, both of them are in it. One of them is, um, one of them's Captain Cold, and the other one's. Is it Fire? Fuck, Fire Sword? No, it's not Fire Guy. He is the Fire Guy. So, like, the, the Dominic Purcell is the Fire Guy, and Wentworth Miller is the Ice Guy. And they Man, both have a fire sh- and an ice gun. They should have just kept doing what the supernatural guys did just just realize they're not going to do anything better and just keep remaking the same series well apparently who's the <laughs> who's the the supernatural brother that was he voiced red hood in the red hood animated series um it was the younger one 
The one that didn't have the long hair. Can't remember his name. I'm on IMDb. I thought it was the, I thought it was the one who had the long hair. Nah. He was the one that... I couldn't tell you. <laughs> the one who... Jen, Jensen Ackles. That's the one. He's the one with the short the, hair. The yeah. one that doesn't have the long hair. He is apparently yeah. signed on with something in, in Warner Brothers to do something DC related. He's been vouching a long time to do live action what, under the river. What a piece of breaking news right there. Dirty has just announced <laughs> that some guy maybe signed something with some studio to do something. Did you know? You heard it here one time. You heard it here first. This, this is, like, I mean, this breaking news, Dirty. What a, what a scoop. <laughs> Damn you, paparazzo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, come here for the latest, you know, guesses at things that yeah, might happen. We call them rumor thermons, guys. Um, That's not even a rumor thermon. That is the lowest bar for even being. It's not even a rumor. It's just, it's just, it's just words and hot air. Yes. Uh, the other one's Jared Padalecki. He was in the Friday yeah, the Thirteenth reboot movie, which was okay. Uh, it was better than the My Bloody Valentine movie that came out in 2009. That was a hot pile of trash. Um, but yeah, uh, Jensen Eccles is also in season three of The Boys. He's playing Soldier Boy. There we go. Rapper? I think so. No. I think so. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, nice. speaking of uh, Obi-Wan, talking about the Grand Inquisitor, uh, doesn't look like it at all. Uh, going through the news websites, there is a movie that I love. There is a movie that Fuzzy loves just because it's bad. I don't know Tom's thoughts on the film. We did want to do a special episode where we review this film and introduce it to, of course, our sponsor of the show, Incognito Comics, because Oz from Incognito Comics has not seen this film, refuses to see this film, and I think it's a piece of cinematic gold. It's Face Off. We all know Face Off. And uh, there's the, the tagline is, Nicolas Cage addresses whether he'll return in Face Off 2. Fuzzy, what's the story of Face Off? <sighs> Okay. <laughs> so, Nicolas Cage is a terrorist for hire, um, and he has his bombs all around the place. And John Travolta is a super cop who maybe works for the FBI, but also maybe has his own secret organization with inside the FBI, which I don't know about, um, that is tasked with hunting him down. Um, they capture Cast him, Detroit. and then. Yeah, that's right. They capture Nicolas Cage, and they. Uh, but he, he hasn't revealed. The secret location of his latest bomb. So in order to get the details from Caster Troy's brother, they have to swap faces between John Travolta and Nicolas Cage so that John Travolta can go undercover as Nicolas Cage and find out the secret location of the bombs. Hilarity ensues. Faces are swapped. Doves go flying. Um, and it's doves. It, it is cinematic gold. It is one of my favourite movies of all time. It is fantastic. Tom, you've surely seen this film. Tom's got a very disgusted look on his face. I've seen it. Good. I always have a very disgusted look on my face. It's my natural face. I, I will just say that this is, it is nigh on impossible to do a sequel for this involving Nicolas Cage because, spoilers for Face Off, um, after a massive boat chase with some of the biggest <laughs> boats you've ever fucking seen, um, he gets spear gunned in the guts and starts peeling his his face off with a fucking piece of broken glass and then gets shot. So, you know, I think he's dead. I think he's I think he's super dead. I think there's only one safe thing to do, guys. I think um, reboot Hollywood. Just reboot in general. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, just just kick them all out. 
get a whole heap of new talent in there and let's start again. Because Hollywood, uh, you've been replaced. Well, between them wanting to do this and also creating a second I Am Legend, I am oh, I am right. furious. Ah, oh. it's it's. Was that a was that a pun on the on the actual name of the movie? I mm-hmm. am furious. <laughs> it's too fast, too furious. Meets I am legend. I am That's sorry. How it works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nicholas Cage says I have not heard uh, head nor high about it. So often these things we read about and conjecture without any base or foundation to it. I feel the same about National Treasure Three. Apparently, a lot of people have been asking for them. Uh, it's been fourteen. No years- one's been asking for that. <laughs> no one wants that. Yeah. Uh, That's lies. I thought people liked National Treasure. I thought people said it was very Indiana no Jonesy. All right, uh, Face Off Two would be an exciting movie to make. Oh we, yeah, we don't, want, we don't want more Indiana Jones. What makes you think we want something else that it's pretending to be? It? Do you want more Uncharted? More Tomb Raider? I'd be happy with a new Tomb Raider. We got a new Tomb, Tomb Raider, Raider like five. They years rebooted. Ago? Tomb oh yeah, Raider. they did. They, they did. Oh, you're right. I didn't watch it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that you're calling for is already out there, and you still haven't watched it. Actually, no. Oh no, I watched it on a plane. I just forgot about it. Cool. So you <laughs> have seen it. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> is there fun to it? Sure. Would Face Off Two be an exciting movie to make? Oh hell yeah! But John Woo was such a huge voice in that movie. Boy, was he! And it couldn't be remade, even with filmmakers as today. I think we'd have to do a sequel. How the fuck would you do Face Off Two? You know what? I, I've got, a, I've got. A, this is my pitch for you, Fuzzy. This is my elevator pitch for your Face Off Two, because Fuzzy remembers more Face Off than than I would say Tom does, um, because of course you pitch watched... it to me, baby. Right. I'll catch. It's Caster Troy's kid that they adopt at the end of the film. Yeah. And he faces. He does a face off swap with another terrorist, and he's and and. You know how they they kill the uh, Nicholas Cage's no faced character when he doesn't have a face. He kills John Travolta's best friend, and because they were the only people who knew that they swapped faces, they do the same thing. But that's his dad. They kill John Travolta and they light him on fire. Ah. Yeah, it's face off, but with the kids. It's honey. I swapped the faces. Right. That's that's what the <laughs> that's what the film is. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Happening. I mean. Give me a week to write a script, and we'll flesh it out. But that's the that's the the, the plot base. Oh, look, I think you might need more than a week, but you know, <laughs> look, let's you know, let's start with a week and we'll work backwards from there. Yep, I'll Judy come back to you next to be week. Involved in reboot Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I could uh, 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 give me another random movie. I'll think of a sequel for you. Give me any movie you think of that I've seen. <laughs> I'll do a sequel. Go on. Um, okay. Um, gone in 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. Uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Shawshank. Shawshank. Uh, Shawshank. There you go. Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman uh, accidentally had uh, uh, in, had intercourse with a, a, a jail guard and their baby's in jail and he has to break the ja- baby out of jail. Done. You're all... Yeah. Accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he tried to be careful word for that inside prison. So, um, but clearly, the sequel to Shawshank would be just a like a fishing show down in the Caribbean. Andy and, Dufresne uh, breaks into prison because he forgot something. Forgot his fishing rod, left it back in, <laughs> in prison. So he has to go back, get his fish, fishing rod, so he could do the fishing show with Morgan Freeman. 
<laughs> just, just the warden just sitting in a room, just what, looking at a poster in front of him, and this arm just comes out through the poster. <laughs> the other way around. It's a horror movie inside a prison. And into a frame. He crawls back through that shit, uh, yeah, shit tube, and yeah, get just to get his fishing rod. Yep. Not that he couldn't buy a new one. <laughs> there we go. See, I, I can think of sequels. It's easy. I can reboot Hollywood. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tom. You're not to be involved with reboot <laughs> Hollywood. So. so it's great. He's not allowed near the Hollywood again. <laughs> uh, Matt says you haven't seen Gone in sixty seconds. It's Prime Nick Cage. Prime Nick Cage is face off. Con Air. And gone in sixty seconds was pro- was literally in that time. No, no there was there was three in the middle there. There was three films he did like back to back. It was Face Off, Con Air, fuck, what was the other one? And you the think Rock. Rock? Yeah, yeah. The Rock is also amazing. It's probably Michael Bay's best movie. It is Michael Bay's best movie. I wouldn't mind seeing that new one that's coming out with um with uh Jake Jake Gyllenhaal, the bank heist film that Michael Bay's doing. Emergency yeah. squad or or nine one one or ambulance. That's no, what it's called. It'll just be like a six hour long ad for whatever they're hoiking at the time. He's terrible now. He's the worst. Michael he Bay can or go Jake away. Both. I don't care. Oh, Either or. All right. Is he? Yeah. His first Is movie he? was City Slickers. So <laughs> doesn't mean shit. Great movie. Like him. I think he's alright. Eh. He's fine. Uh, speaking oh, speaking of other news, what is well? What, tell you what's not fine, Fuzzy. It's actually not fine what? at all. It's very bad. Is Halloween Kills bad movie? Um, very bad movie. Even on the website, it says despite general poor reception, Halloween Kills was a success because of its viewership and box office sales. Well, Halloween Ends has officially wrapped filming, and we won't see that for another three years. <sighs> Just what are they doing with it for three years? It's finished filming. What are they doing with it? Uh, well, I don't know. Trying to find a way to make it bad. Remember how bad Halloween I, I Kills was? I don't think I need to try. It's It sounds terrible. Matt's selling me now. Think. I need to tell you, you need to watch Gone in 60 Seconds. You'll want it and want to buy a Mustang. Unlike Fast and the Furious, it's about cars and not DVD players. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Combination DVD VCRs. Thank you very much. Let's get the facts straight, all right, Matt? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, Halloween Kills is, is wrapped filming. Um, yes. I, uh, look. Like, go on, Tom. No, I'm just saying, like, who cares? That last film was dog shit. Like, it was hardly even a film. Um, I think that's one of the lowest films that we have actually rated on this show. From I memory. believe you are correct, Tom. Yes. Like, naturally, we'll see it because we've done the other two. I mean, naturally, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, might might be asking for a Fuzz Flix exclusive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, There's... I think that, uh, that that definitely goes straight to Fuzz Flix. <laughs> Matt says he left out tuna sandwiches and space. <laughs> <laughs> no one orders, orders the tuna on weed. It's awful. Um, but fucking, I, I don't like what sort of... Halloween twenty was it twenty seventeen the new one has like it's done the requel which is a sequel reboot series like they've done it in fucking Scream they've done it in the shit Texas Chainsaw film and I feel like we're gonna have other pretty yes. decent properties that are just going to fucking ruin it 
like they're going to like let's do a requel on fucking Friday the Thirteenth or fucking... I'm not okay with that phrase. It's 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 a sequel. It's called it's a, a continue. But what? Because it's a reboot and a sequel to the original series. So the Halloween movie disc does not include uh, any of the previous films at all. So it's like Halloween 2017 is a sequel only to the original. It it throws out all the other films. I don't like this phrase, requel. It's a sequel it reboot. Want... Yeah, I understand that, but it makes me want to hurt someone. <laughs> I can understand that. Dumb name for dumb people. Well, Scream 5 was a, was a requel. Apparently we're getting Scream 6. Didn't see Scream 5. Don't really care for the Scream series. Um, and Tom, I'll just will uh, reconfirm your uh, your scoring uh, for Halloween Kills is correct. Um, we gave that a 1.3 as an average score for all of us. Oh, wow. Um, just, uh, and that's below Dark Phoenix, uh, which was a 2.2. Um, and Spiral uh, was oh, a 3. God. So, yeah. Those are our three lowest films ever. Spiral, Dark Phoenix, and Halloween Kills. I'm pretty sure that Terminator Dark Fat is probably fourth or fifth, I reckon. Um, no, Duck Fat seems to be a bit <laughs> higher. Duck Fat. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Where is that? Let's have a look. Terminator Duck Fat. No, Duck Fat. Delicious with potatoes. I don't even know. I don't know if we have it on the list. We surely have it. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it is. I will keep looking. Continue. Natural padding, natural padding. Natural padding. I think that's really it for the news in regards to this week. All the other things that that's, uh, that's coming up, at least on my side, is all very much spoiler talk in regards to the Batman, uh, as well as talking about what characters did prior to the events of Batman, because there is a prequel novel, if you want to read that before watching the film, but people recommend you watch the film and then read the prequel novel, because there's spoilers inside the prequel novel. Apparently Batman was a street racer, so maybe he was part of Dominic Toretto's tuna fish sandwich gang. Who knows? He's got a sport. He's got a muscle car. Might have been. Um, uh, my correction. I just want to just backtrack on the, the scoring. Uh, we did miss a couple out. That stupid filtering system. Uh, so it was Halloween Kills at one point three. Yes. Uh, Hellboy from twenty nineteen at two point one. Uh, Dark Phoenix at two point two, and then Duck Fat at three, uh, along with Spiral. So yeah, Tom. You gave Terminator Dark Fate the highest score of four. I thought, <laughs> no, when you said that, I was like, oh, God, what did I give it? Like, four, eh, four. It, don't worry, Ian gave Dark Phoenix a five, which definitely boosted its numbers. <laughs> Ian's viewing experience was very good because it had a very inebriated fuzzy inside a packed Comic-Con theatre yelling, <laughs> yelling things out at the screen. It's like Zombieland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ian and I had been drinking Ultimate Long Island iced teas for two hours before going into the cinema. We had a great time with that film. I think that's what me and Fuzzy did for, what was it, Jigsaw? We went to an early screening of Jigsaw and we got pretty sourced before we went in. And we were just quoting Snatch. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> it's the only way to do it when you've got shitty movies. You're just going to get super, super wasted. Be wary of anyone who owns a pig farm. <laughs> What do I need to know about this Jigsaw movie? There's a goth girl in there for no reason. What the fuck? <laughs> you were correct. All correct. I mean, I've seen Saw. I see Saw all the time. Uh, well, before we get into it, this week we're uh, we're talking about Batmans, and, uh, and not Robins, but Bruce Wayne's. But also we are sponsored by 
Incognito Comics. Uh, if you're interested in picking up some great comics, go to incognitocomics.com.au. Uh, I recently just went in on the hype of The Batman, picked up myself Arkham Asylum, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Apparently, this is a must-read book. Tom has a very disgusted look on his face. Not related to you. Oh. <laughs> dog farted. <laughs> Dude, dog farts are bad. Um, so I picked that up, and I picked up... Uh, there's an there's an ongoing series um, that is a DC Black Label book, and apparently, basically, when it comes to DC Comics now, Black Label is the only good DC comic books. The normal continuity stuff's pretty shit, at least at the moment. Um, but there's one called White Knight, where it is basically the premise of the first issue is Joker gets cured, and he, becomes, he goes from Joker back to Jack Napier and he runs for mayor and he, he wants to get rid of Batman uh, and it's a it's a really fucking cool series and there's sort of multiple Harley Quinns as well and they, they talk about Batman's obsession they talk about Jack Napier and Joker's uh, previously sort of you know infected illness from falling into a vat of acid having two Harley Quinns is really really fucking cool and smart uh, and then from there this sort of universe was so popular they're building on it and they're growing on it from there uh, to eventually that we're getting a Batman Beyond series, which is going to be fucking awesome set in this in this world. Um, so I picked that up, and I picked up the Harley Quinn um, sequel book series set in that universe. So uh, if you want to pick up some books yourself, go to incognitocomics.com.au. The link will be in the show notes if you uh, want to go check it out. Um, yeah, some fucking fantastic books. I picked, I've got a, uh, a giant omnibus. It's a big, fat, huge, thick, fat book um, of... Batman No Man's How Land. How fat was it? How fat was it? Uh, <laughs> um, girthy. It was very girthy. Uh, I had to slowly ease down onto it like a cucumber. Um, anyway. Oh. Oh. Well, you rolled it. Matt Combs has a good suggestion for a future episode. Is we, okay. He would love to see our worst rated films up against Andy Campbell's ratings. <laughs> I mean, that's an episode. Andy, give us your scores for this. We'll compare our notes, and we'll have you on to ex- to explain yourself. <laughs> Defend yourself, sir. Yeah, that man's Ned Flanders. He doesn't get annoyed by anything except the post office. <laughs> um, yes, so head to Incognito Comics if you want. Uh, there, I picked up. I'm picking up No Man's Land, which is basically. I feel like it's a big Batman event where Gotham gets flooded and they're cut off from the rest of the United States. They basically have to defend for themselves uh, and Batman's missing and all the, all the rogues galleries are out destroying and owning parts of Gotham. Real cool. Um, yeah, this week, though, we're staying on the Batman hype train. Fuzzy suggested an idea at the end of... or during yes uh, last week's episode and to, towards the end of last week's episode and because we went on for so long about the Batman. Fuzzy. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> what, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to be ranking uh, number uh, numbers whatevers to number whatevers um, of the Bruce Waynes and the Batmans and telling you guys who our favourite ones are. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Yep. <laughs> that's what I've been preparing for anyway. <laughs> that is fine. Preparing? <laughs> You're not Look, just I spent winging. five minutes last night while I was very drunk um, to uh, yeah write a list. Well, not only do we have to talk about sort of Batman's, but you also have to put Batman and Bruce Wayne sort of together. So you can sort of, if if you will as well, split them into sort of two. Split them into two, yes. I think that's probably a really good idea. 
So, uh, basically, we're going to talk about our personal favourite Batmans, or we can go from worst, best to worst, worst to best, whatever you want, and then uh, likewise for, for Bruce Wayne's. Um, there's... I mean, I'm not going to count Lewis G. Wilson, who uh, who did it in... No, no, I think we only have to count, like, the, the full, like, modern cinematic versions. So, basically, Tim Burton's Batman onwards. So, yeah, not even, like, Adam West from... I know he did a movie, you know, let's 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 be real here, people. Adam West is always live action, the best. Live action is um, So, he's always going to be number one. So, it's basically number twos and below. Um, uh, so, Kevin Conroy is my number one Batman. He doesn't count... Does not count. count. He hasn't seen his face. Uh, He has done it live. He did an episode of CW Elseworld and he played Bruce Wayne in it. Yeah. That. He was very bad in it. But it's the movies. Movies, movies, movies. We we now did have to ask the question, are we counting Lego Batman in here? No, it's not live action. You count Lego Batman, I count Kevin Conroy. You cannot count Will Arnett. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I, I don't want Duty to have Kevin Conroy, so I will give up my Will Arnett. Will Arnett yeah, was quick, good, quick question. That's a is, ben, is Ben Affleck's tiny teeth good enough a reason for me to rate him down on? <laughs> you can, it's your own personal rating. You can do whatever you want, man. <laughs> Look, we've rated people lower for less, so yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thinking of Megan Fox's tiny thumbs. Yeah, like little <laughs> yeah. half thumbs. Oh, yeah, toe thumbs. No, toe thumbs. Yep. They don't have a joint in the middle. They're little toes. And if you haven't noticed, look at Ben Affleck. He has tiny teeth. <laughs> really? I'm going to... I'm going to... Yeah, ben Affleck. Google. Ben Affleck's teeth. Teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do look small. Yeah, he's got tiny teeth. It you seems like realize he he's had his teeth, teeth in his done, face. right? Holy. He has fake teeth. Holy. Veneers, that's it. Yeah, he looks like... Yeah. Yeah, he's had his... I mean, who cares? He's had his teeth done. Everyone in Hollywood had something done. He's got tiny teeth. Of all the things to do, uh, they look normal size. Nah, trust me, they're not. Hang on. Hang on. They're not. They're not. I'm posting a photo in the nerd chat, boys. Trust me, they're not. You need to see him in action. A photo doesn't do it justice. There you go, Tom. There you go. I'm also able to look at the second result on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I will say it does look like he has more teeth in his face. I mean, it's not Tom Cruise uh, who has a middle tooth. Yeah, Yeah, it's not quite that bad. Tiny teeth. Mm. Yes, interesting. Maybe he's just just got a big head. Um, One or the other. You're a toothist, Tom. That's what you are. (laughs) Anyway, back to other people with uh, uh, you know, weird body parts. Um, let's talk about Batman's and Batman's and Bruce Wayne's. Um, so I've got, I think, well, from the list that we have to work with, we've got uh, what six: Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Rob Pattinson. Yeah. Were you counting? I didn't count that. I assumed that was six. So let's just go six through to one. I think is probably the easiest yeah. way. Um, real quick, because there's lots of numbers. So let's do everybody at the same time. Um, oh, no, wait. No, let's just do number sixes. <laughs> worst, worst, are we doing worst Batman's first or worst Bruce Wayne's? Um, <laughs> let's go Batman's first. Yep. Oh, no, wait. Let's do Bruce Wayne's first, because then we can move to Batman's second, because the Batman's is the most important. All right, so Bruce Wayne's uh, first. Okay. Yes, worst Bruce Wayne for me. Uh, last one has to be Affleck. He is 
he's just bad as Bruce Wayne. Mm. He's just We don't see him as Bruce Wayne much in regards to a public eye. No, but every time we do, he's fucking just he's looks like he's about to cry, he's doing moody shit. I mean, we do see him get to do a little bit of detective stuff when he, you know, breaks into the like the secret lair for Lex Luthor. But not really. He's just he's just always sad. And and you know, we're supposed to have this million you know, billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne, and yet he doesn't know how to hit on a hot woman. Like it's just doesn't know how to hit on I a hot woman. Like the whole thing with like um, Gal Gadot, like there was that sexual tension building up with them, then all of a sudden it just vanishes. It's like she's trying to like say something to him, and he has no idea how to respond to it. I just he's just bad. He's made he looks a lot better because he's got a really good fucking Alfred. Let's. Let, got, that, let, I mean, he's got Jeremy's the best Irons. Alfred. He's got the best Alfred because he's an alcoholic smartass. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, totally fine. I'm totally fine with that. He's cool. That was the best Alfred we've ever had. Uh, we should write Alfreds next week. Um, <laughs> but yes, Affleck is my uh, worst Bruce Wayne. Tom, do you want to go next for your worst Bruce Wayne? I'm still contemplating. You cool. go. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is the worst Bruce Wayne. He looks like you could offend him with coarse language. He's not a bill. He doesn't have this billionaire playboy aspect to him. He can't pronounce the word circus. And he just, he doesn't have, when you think Bruce Wayne, I think of, well, I'm not going to say who I think of because it's probably me number one, but like you think of how it is sort of as you interpret it in the comic books or how you own interpret it itself as a bit of a smartass, a bit of a playboy, a bit funny, a bit cheery, a person you wouldn't think that guy's Batman, right? You, you, you think they're two completely separate people because they are sort of two completely separate people. And Val Kilmer is just like, do you believe he dresses up in leather and jumps around on rooftops? Yes. He looks like he has serious emotional trauma. And that's not to say that that's he's a bad whole... actor, but that's like, he he's not making himself, he's not perceiving himself in a public eye to which people will go, yeah, he's not Batman, where other people do. Yeah, but there's that whole thing with like Nicole Kidman and, you know, there's a lot, we get to spend a lot of time with him as Bruce Wayne in that movie, which is, which is fun, you know, it's and not he's, fun. you know, not he's doing stuff. Remember when, like, he goes around to see her, and then, like, she's like, she's tie bow training or something, yeah, and God, like, he kicks the right. door down. Yeah. It, that was fun. That's that was a fun moment. He was doing, you know, and he was hanging out with a sexy woman. He knew how to talk to her. Like, it, it was. He was having a good time. So I'm all on board the Val Kilmer train. Um, That's because you're a Top Gun fan. Well, who isn't? I mean, come on, it's Top Gun. It. <laughs> I own it, and I haven't seen it. You haven't yeah, seen it? No. no. Oh, good Lord. I bought it. Just I have a copy of it. Don't even ask, Tom. Or Blu-ray. Don't ask. Why do you ask? <laughs> Why do you ask? You know what the answer's going to be. I did, oh, I I did learn earlier in the week that he's never seen Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. So? <laughs> Thank have you, Have you seen that, Fuzzy? <sighs> Why do I talk to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... Everything else, I just... Well, not Supernatural. That was the other one. <laughs> I have no reference to Supernatural. But I've seen a lot of other stuff, all right? <laughs> anyway, Tom, your worst Bruce Wayne. So the reason why I let you go before me is because I was tossing it up. Um, so I am... Yeah, I'm not a fan of Val Kilmer. That's Bruce Wayne. Um, or of Clooney, personally. Um, and I was weighing it up between the two of those two. Um, but I think I am going to have to agree with Judy on this. It's um, Val Kilmer, mainly because I don't fucking remember him as Bruce Wayne. 
and I've seen this movie a lot, like a lot, <laughs> and he is how not much, Tom? How much? A, a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Those They're the movies we films. grew up watching, like because they were the new Batman films. As I watched. Yeah, I've seen them so many times. I had the soundtracks on CD with U two and and Seal and. I think they were the only and memorable others. ones. And others. <laughs> I don't know what Fuzzy's doing. He's giving us, like, yeah, us a shot down his shirt. <laughs> he's decolletage. That the coverage. <laughs> yeah, mainly, yeah, I just, I don't remember him as Bruce Wayne very well. And I should, from what I've seen. At least George Clooney, I kind of remember as Bruce Wayne. Um... But yeah, I, I do you though? I, yeah, do you rem- really? Like, yeah, who rem- what what did he do with Bruce Wayne? He pretended to be George Clooney. <sighs> yeah, a little bit. Val Val Kilmer's, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne ain't great. Okay, fair enough. Fuzzy Let's Dan. go around the yeah the next one. Uh, Val Kilmer. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add? Look, no, look, I I think he still had. I think he's very flat as 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 Bruce Wayne still, um, not as flat or as depressed as fucking Ben Affleck, but he's still very kind of one noted. So you know, he plays it very low key, and it just it just doesn't capture that whole persona of of Bruce Wayne as as most people would imagine him. So uh, yeah, Val Kilmer is my number five. All right, moving on, Tom. Oh yeah, Tom, go for it. Back to me again. Oh, whoever, Duty, you go. Fuck, I don't care. George George Clooney. (laughs) George Clooney is number five for me. He's not great, but he does have, you know, George Clooney as Bruce Wayne is just George Clooney. But George Clooney as Batman is just George Clooney. (laughs) But, like, he's going to charity events. He's just George Clooney the whole time. He's one of those people that doesn't act. He just is. Yeah, I'm going to say... One of the things about this, though, is that... Because uh, I agree, number five, my number five is also George Clooney. Um, but this is... Pro- considering he's meant to be playing a charming character, this is one of the least charming portrayals that I think he's ever done. Yep. Because he's not very charming in it, in my opinion. He takes he's El McPherson to a, to a planet Arium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Meh. That's, yeah, fair enough. Yep, that's... Mm, back, anything you want to add, Tom? <laughs> No, that was my bit. Back to you, Fuzzy. <laughs> uh, my number four is Robert Pattinson. Um, he is uh, number four on my list. He's he was just it was the, just bad as uh, as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. just boring. Same in in the same way that Val Kilmer was one noted. He was also one noted, but it's also it's like fucking emo kid one noted. It was just. Uh, I found something so, very, very interesting listening to um, the Epic Film Guys, Nick, um, talk about the Batman and Bruce Wayne in this film because we see, it, I wouldn't say it's overly a spoiler, but we see Batman and Bruce Wayne as their two separate personas go to the Iceberg Lounge and they're two completely different characters. One is very confident in being Batman, like, do you, you know, do you want to get that suit covered in blood? He's like, yeah, mine or yours. It's just like, he's badass, he's Batman. But then you see him as Bruce Wayne go, he's not making eye contact, he's he's, he's shrivel, he's he's very, he's, you know, sort of claustrophobic, doesn't want to be outside sort of thing. And it's, 
it's kind of awkward. And it's going to be interesting that if they try and make uh, Robert Pattinson a charming billionaire sort of style of character, how you're going to go from emo to you know that the style of Batman or this you know the traditional esque style of Bruce Wayne. Oh, I think a little bit of it is as well. Like they had, yeah, he was in an emotional state when he was going there. So it wasn't just, you know, the fact that it was a different character going. It was. Yeah, but it was the same at the funeral scene as well. Like, not making contact with anyone except for an orphan. Like, that's. that's Yeah, him steering. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I, I don't think there was enough different for him um, in those characters. He just doesn't do it. doesn't do enough either way. And, and that's not to say bad acting. That is the way that this script is written or the, 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 this world is written it, that they've created that Bruce Wayne for the Batman is he's a very dark... It could be a combination. Yeah. It could also be bad acting. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I think scripts that come to Tom Hardy are probably pretty good and then he acts and then we get what we're given. <laughs> what you have against Tom Hardy? He's, he's not good. What's your problem, eh? <laughs> I think I saw one. I think he's. Is there. Fuzzy would know. Fuzzy watches everything except for Malcolm in the Middle and Supernatural. Is there like a British TV show where Tom Hardy's a gangster but he plays like two characters in a. In like a it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, he played twin brothers. I think I saw a clip of it and one of them brings out a knife and he's got guns in his pocket. He goes, Want to have a fucking shootout? And I went. This kind of looks all right. This is the first time I've seen Tom Hardy, and I'm going, I would watch this. I mean, he, he does do it does have some good stuff. It's uh, probably nothing that you would watch, but yes, he does do some good stuff. What? Bronson Brothers? Who is playing? No. no, Bronson's a different movie where he plays. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing too. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, okay. he's he's got good stuff, but... Yeah, Maybe it's everything I've seen him in. I don't like him. Oh, don't get me wrong. He has some fucking shit. Venom. But Batman. He's perfectly fine in Batman. I thought he was fine. <laughs> like, I don't what, mind what, him. What's shit? Or are you are you are you pleading the American case of you couldn't understand what he was saying? Dunkirk. No, I can you can what clearly saying. understand what he's saying. Dunkirk. <laughs> Mad Max. He's good in Mad Max. Mad Max is a phenomenal movie. Mad Max is an okay movie. I am going to stab you in the gums. Let's get back to talking about Bruce. No, Wayne. no, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Mad Max. Max Fury Road is phenomenal. It's anyway, where were we on Bruce Wayne? Come on, uh, oh, he doesn't agree either. I'm going to stab him too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus. I I've made my point clear about about, about what, Fury what number Road are we up a number to? of times. Four, four, four. Uh, yeah, Rob Pattinson for me. Is uh, is is exact same spot as you already said, Fuzzy. And, you know, as I said, Tom is there. I don't know if he's the same on your list. No, sorry, I just need to call Ian. I need some taste back on this podcast. Are you actually calling? <laughs> him? No. <laughs> like, oh, he's using the phone a friend option. <laughs> and he chooses uh, not to answer. Number four, number four, number four, number four. I should have wrote this down in black words. Pretend that you did natural padding, natural padding, and pretend that you wrote it down. Ian, what's my fourth Batman? You know what? I am going to go for Affleck. Affleck? What's that? Go on. Honestly, it's probably because he didn't have enough screen time to actually do anything. Um, 
not enough time to actually judge the character and just having a slight giggle in your voice and smiling at everything does not a charming Batman make, uh, which is essentially his entire portrayal of Bruce Wayne is just smiling at people with a cheeky grin and just being like, I'm Batman. He doesn't even smile that much, though. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Watch it. When he speaks to people, he's he justice. When he's in public, he when, he's in pu- when, he's in pu- when he's actually in public doing the Batman thing, when he's at the party, that's what he does. He just, he's like, I'm Bruce Wayne and smile. Mm. No, I, honestly, probably doesn't get enough screen time and there's not enough to actually build their bit. Like, that's a, it's also not a very particularly interesting Bruce Wayne. I don't it's a very think. Frank Miller because, style Bruce Wayne. Well, th- there's nothing. Like, at least, like, if you look at Robert Pattinson and stuff, there's a little bit of interest there. There's a little bit of depth to it that you can sort of see that this character's going to grow and develop and that sort of thing. The Bruce Wayne that I see with Ben Affleck is an established person who just, I don't find very interesting. Personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I can, I can feel that. Fuzzy, number three, third best Bruce Wayne. Third best Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, this is going to rock the boat a little bit, but uh, Clune, the Clun dog for me. Slum dog Clunionier. Um, Bruce Clooney. Um, he, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. The, the same reasons that make him a bad Batman make him a good Bruce Wayne, if you know what I mean. Like, he's just, again, not acting. He's just being charming and George Clooney. Like, he just shows up and smiles and people go... Yeah, I'd like to fuck that guy. That's that's George Clooney's charisma down to a T. And that I think that is that billionaire playboy character that that comes out that I want to see that kind of confidence and, you know, ex- you're just exuding personality. And I think he he brings that to the table. So, um I think he's a very good Bruce Wayne. Um if the like I've rated him lower just simply because He's not actually fucking acting. He's just being himself. So, um, yeah, Clune Dog for me is uh, number three. Number three for me, um, it's going to be Michael Keaton. Uh, he was the first live-action Batman I saw. I like his... He's not necessarily, say, a smart-ass in regards to traditional smart-ass, but um, there's a scene in Batman 89 where uh, Vicky Vale and... I can't remember the other reporter that's fucking with him. They're walking around. Gossip Gertie. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, no, Gossip oh, Gertie is Batman Forever and, and Batman and Robin. It's Joel yeah. Schumacher's mate. Um, yeah. It's uh, a fucking Knox. Um, oh, yeah. And yep. they're, they're looking around. They're like, oh, you know, I wonder where this armored suit came from and how old this is and whatever. And he's like, it's from this year. And they're like, how do you know the that? Wicker people. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. how do you know that? It's like, I bought it. I'm Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, like that. That's cool. That's kind of fun. All that sort of stuff like that. But then also it gets into weird territory when we see him at nighttime actually sleeping upside down. <laughs> like a bat. <laughs> like you have. You, um, um, <laughs> that's the worst Tinder date ever. Go to someone's place. They have a big mansion. You're sitting on each side of a table where you can't fucking hear each other. Then you have this nice, fr- you know, family welcoming style thing in the butler's pantry having a, having a meal. You fuck the guy. You wake up in the middle of the night to a creaky noise. He's hanging upside down by his fucking boots. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm getting the fuck out of there. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there's not much. Probably time to leave. Yeah, there's not much Bruce Wayne, I wouldn't say, in, in Batman Returns. There's a little bit where he has his um, conference meeting with Max Shrek. And he does some Christmas shopping on the street and runs into Selena, but still, 
Yeah, I, I like him. I think I think he's great in in that regards. I think there's better, but he he did a good um, foundation, if you will, for others. Fair enough, Tom Thomas, number third, uh, Robert Battenbats. Um mainly because yes, he was a little bit different. He was a little bit mopey, um, but I actually liked to a certain extent that there was a bit of a difference. Um, that they did do something different, and it's obviously him in his second year and somewhere to grow from. I guess, as you guys have already said, you can't necessarily see how he transforms into that suave, charming character. Um, He's not. <laughs> he doesn't. That's the thing. That's no, the but you see, that's not what I said. I said that you don't see how he could. Not, he can't. Not, not, <laughs> he totally can. He can't. He totally can. Um... But I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with him. And I think that they, they, there is a lot of room to grow and develop this character. Um, and see how they go. Well, th- think about it. Fucking Christian Bale was mopey hermit for 20 minutes of the film, and then he went straight back to charming. They can do it on the flip of a hat. <laughs> yeah, but see, there was a deliberate thing in that movie where, where Alfred says to him, you've got to, you know, you got to, pretend to be this billionaire thing you know you can't just be you know you've got to can't just keep coming up with excuses for all these bruises and stuff like that we have you've to got come to be up with a sport a polo perhaps i'm not learning yeah polo, Alfred. but it, but he's like you know he's like you have to be a billionaire playboy buy things that you know aren't for sale all the rest of it and that's the change for him that is the deliberate change that he goes from being just a boring mopey you know secluded dude hermit to actually something whereas Pattinson doesn't do that at all. He, it's just boring. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It'll happen. Trust me. Trust me, Fuzzy. Trust me. Next we film. will see. We will next, see. Next film. Next. next. Um, so my number two uh, is Keaton. Um, I, I, I do love the Keaton. I think he's really good. I think he's um, both a smart Batman and a, a very you know awesome... Bruce Wayne, he, ca- he captures that balance really well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there's there's a nice you know, air of playboyism about him, like uh, like you were talking, Duty, about like you know, that scene where he's like, "Well, I know I bought it, you know, I bought it in this place." And, hmm. yeah, he's he's very cool. He's just very cool. He, he's he probably exudes... has the best Wayne manner as well. <sighs> it's neither here nor there. Like I think he just he just has good moments with everybody, and I think. It comes down to the strength of his acting as well. Like he's able to change how he's responding to people. You know, he has some excellent leading leading ladies to play alongside as well. Um, so Kim Basinger, and then we have Michelle e- Pfeiffer. Excellent. Um, Kim Basinger and excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kim Basinger is amazing. Just want to um, check. Yep. Nope. That's all right. You can check all you want. I'll keep saying it. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, so excellent leading ladies to play alongside, and, and he does it really well. He just does, it, especially in that second movie. I think it just it just really worked for me as as Bruce Wayne. So I liked all of that. My whole, my whole thing rewatching um, rewatching Batman Returns around Christmas because it is a Christmas movie is like the whole thing of how people don't know who Batman is in in the Tim Burton world, especially in Batman Returns when the bat signal shoots in the sky. There's a fuckload of mirrors on Wayne Manor that bounce the bat signal around the house and into the library. I'm like, how do you not know this guy's fucking Batman? <laughs> he does that. He does the. 
to look up. And then he stands into it. So yeah. good. He's just so he's good. sitting in the library, just like sitting there thinking, just contemplating, waiting just... for the bat signal to go off. Like, Think do it. I read a book? Nah, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> oh, should I get some dinner? Nah, nah I don't want to go out. What, what, what if someone calls? What if what if someone calls and I need to go into action? What if what if Batman needs to swim? I can't. You know, I'd have to wait an hour before going exactly. swimming. Exactly. He's sitting there going, crabs. "What do I do?" And then it goes off, and he's like, "Thank God." Don't have to make a decision. Thank God. <laughs> the conditions on using the bat symbol as signaler. Can, like, uh, well, the, do you reckon the, they've got a, they've got like a run book and it's just like, all right, Gordon, you need to stop using the signal when you just want me to get you a fucking sandwich. There's got to be some rules, sandwich. man. My, Val Kilmer puts down the rules. The bat signal is not a beeper. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there is a rule book, and Nicole Kidman just hasn't read it. Yeah, yeah, Nicole Kidman, eh? Woof. What's wrong with Nicole Kidman? What's right with Nicole Kidman? <laughs> uh, number two, number two, uh, number two, Bruce Wayne for me is uh, Ben Affleck. Um, I really, I knew it. it was going to be. Yeah, I knew awesome. it was going to be. But how is my? Question. He is sort of to me the live action version of Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. He has the smirk. And that's what Kevin Conroy's thing was, was when he when he puts on his... Because he has, like, a, a Bruce Wayne voice and then his Batman voice. And when he's acting all, you know, charming or a little bit drunk or whatever, and then something happens and he gets away with it or he gets information he wants or whatever it is as Bruce Wayne, he does this little smirk. And Ben Affleck does, does that well, smirk. Literally, the reason why I said he was shit is because he just did a smirk and thought it was charming, and that's the reason you like Yeah, it. yeah. Well, yep. I, fucking, I, I love Batman the Animated Series, and, like... The whole thing of like he, he sneaks down into into Lex Luthor's like little server room and he puts the little um, sort of the back computer device connector into into the room and then Mercy Graves comes in being like what are you doing and he's like oh I'm sorry I was looking for the bathroom and she's like it's upstairs follow me and then it's just that little smirk he gives I went fucking awesome love that wow you are easy to please my friend I oh, am yeah, but like there's the Lex and and easy to piss off. <laughs> yep. Mad Max, crap film. Um but when you when Bruce Come Wayne on, don't <laughs> when Bruce Wayne arrives at Lex Luthor's party, he's not just like rocking up in a Lamborghini or a modern sports car. He's rocking up in a DB4 Aston Martin and I'm like oh. he's he's rocking up in a bit of class and I fucking I like that is he's not like rocking up in a limo. And no Batman's really rocked up in a limo sort of thing, but like I like that like He's he's definitely putting on a show, even when he's not Batman as Bruce Wayne at home, like he's waking up with a fucking drunk supermodel next to him in a lake house sort of thing, and he's like looking at all, and you know, Alfred's coming around and seeing that he's, he's fucking plastered because there's all these empty booze bottles around and stuff. Like, I like that sort of style of Bruce Wayne. Um, and we also see like members of Wayne, uh, Wayne Corp, or yeah, just Wayne Tech, um, sort of in very trouble. Very carefully. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Wayne Corp, Wayne Tech. But we, we, we see members of, you know, Bruce Wayne's sort of employees, like, in danger in Metropolis, and he's just fucking going to save them all in being Bruce Wayne. Um, what a hero. Yeah, I, I fucking dig him, man. He's live-action Kevin Conroy. Fair enough. Yeah. Tom, number two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number two. You number should have written it down, mate, because yeah. now you've forgotten where you're at. <laughs> no, 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 no. I knew where I was at. Um, yeah, I guess my number two one will be Michael Keaton, which puts our number one, obviously, all at the same. Uh, yeah, I guess Michael Keaton was a bit of fun. He did the role well at the time. Um, 
I think there's no taking away from what he was able to accomplish, um, especially turning a character that was fundamentally goofy on screen into a very different, um, respected uh, character. Um, also, probably one of the best lines of any Batman film ever, and fantastically delivered is, uh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! Oh, so good. <laughs> brought it into so Seinfeld, good. it was that good. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think you did a good job there. Um, nothing else to add on top of that, on top of what everybody else has said. So I guess we can all just get into number one of uh, circle jerking this one character. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well no, do I have to say it because I'm first day? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. Now. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're first. <laughs> what a guy. Like, he is just, he's just very good. He just... Like we've said before, like he does that, you know, he's given a task to change from being a mopey bastard to being the billionaire playboy and he plays it well. And he's out there being, you know, very snobby and then he's like, you know, and they needed a, I remember that scene, I think it's the third, was it the third one where he goes to China and he has to have like come up with a cover for going to China. So he second just one. makes a second one. He just picks up the Russian ballet and like takes him off on a boat and, you know, some, yep. and, and yeah, he, he's just doing billionaire playboy stuff and he's just i think it's more the activities he does and that persona that he puts on this really toffee guy and like you know he's talking to um uh what's her face rachel. Uh, he's talking to rachel and harvey dent and he's like oh the batman oh, what an idiot that guy is and you know it just i like that about him he, he just he does a lot of multiple times as well like when he mm. runs into rachel and harvey having dinner in, in the dark night he's like we'll put these two tables we'll get them together and harvey Dent's like i don't know if we can do that he's like we can i own the place <laughs> <laughs> they'll do it for me yeah yeah <laughs> he's just a he's just cool and like you know the bit about you know when he's like i'm gonna purchase this hotel and i'm making some new rules about the pool the pool area and yeah it's just he's just cool he's very cool and it, it is that whole that's I think the best thing about Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne is he's supposed to be, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to suspect him as Batman. You're not supposed to have any inkling that this guy could give two shits mm. about what's going on. And everybody else is too mopey, so they may actually give a shit about things. This guy doesn't care. He's living above it all. He's you know aloof billionaire that doesn't care about mortal person's feelings. So I think that's what's so cool about him. And, you know, showing up in, like, Wayne Enterprises when he's at the board meeting and just, like, lying back in his sunglasses, clearly hung over, you know, just I just love that about him. So I think that it, it just really, they nailed that particular character really, really well. And they bought over, like, because he's, he's, he's the first Bruce Wayne to sort of have that characteristic because no other Bruce Wayne before him ever had that. And they bought some of that mentality and, and characteristics into, not all of it, a little bit of it, into Ben Affleck. But not. But also, like, before Bruce Wayne is Batman and when he wants to basically just shoot and kill Joe Chill, like, when he he's very mopey, he has a very mopey haircut, for starters. But when he goes into the, the, into the narrows or whatever it was and that where Carmine Falcone is sitting and he wants to kill Carmine <laughs> Falcone. And he's like, there's a judge there, there's cops there, if you shoot me, you're fucked. Um, and it's like both of his sort of very early Batman Begins mopey personality to his rich playboy, you know, billionaire styles character has, has been sort of split into Bruce Wayne's going forward from there. Yeah. Anything to add? Yeah, fair. I think everything you've said is fair. 
fair and just. No, I, I think they've just, um, yeah, it's, it has already been said. They they nailed it right on. The right combination, the right mix of um, actually getting some screen time and dedication. And it also, I think, over the series, I mean, the third one maybe a bit, a little bit too much Bruce Wayne. Um, but they show the, at least it, it, in the films themselves, they show the importance of having both Bruce Wayne and Batman exist as a cohesive mm. unit. Um, and just, yeah, Christian Bale does a phenomenal job of doing that. And fuck, I just jarred my finger under the table. That really <laughs> fucking hurts. <laughs> Continue. Oh, fuck. All right, let's move on to the Batmans then. The Batmans. All right. Uh, my... Uh... My last place Batman um, is, uh, I, I think it has to be Clooney. Correct. Uh, is my last place Batman. What do you mean correct? If you, if you put him any fucking higher, uh, you would be killed. <laughs> For the same reasons that I liked him as Bruce Wayne. And I said, you know, the, the things that make him good as a Bruce Wayne make him shit as a Batman. He's just everything about him and i think partly due to the content that they were going through as well like everything was a pun everything had to be a joke it you also know, has the worst put it on suits. put it on my put it on my back card you know expiration yeah, date forever oh just batman goes to a charity auction in this film just to put it he's out a, there he's 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 a clown for hire he's just what? i think the, the movies were terrible um, the, like his portrayal was terrible. It was that hammy Adam West style Batman, but with the Michael Keaton outfit, but worse. So it was just all of the worst parts of Batman at that particular point in time and how we knew the character smooshed together and it just didn't work. And again, Clooney doesn't act. He just shows up. He has by just... far the worst Batsuit. I'm, I've, I've got a picture of the, all the Batsuits up on, on stream for anyone interested. He has... The, he has two bat suits and they're both awful. The silver one was the worst one, though I think. Yeah, he had the fucking the wind, the, the fucking silver temples on his cowl. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the you know obviously the bat nips was on the one before that, but you know the it, bat nips was on stiff. both uh, Forever and um, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Joel Schumacher no. introduced the nipples. Uh, yeah, it's just bad. So yeah, I, I think yeah he's my worst Batman. Dirty. <laughs> Clearly, you feel the same. Hundred percent the same. I think we're all going to. Yep. <laughs> Clooney. Oh, well, is... that's <laughs> what a quick round. <laughs> yep. Um, just like also, Batman is the world's greatest detective. Like that's that's his shtick. He is Detective Comics number twenty-seven, first appearance. And when Batgirl rocks up in this film, he goes, "Who are you?" And she says, "Batgirl." And he goes, "It's not very PC. What about Batperson or Batwoman?" And Barbara Gordon has to actually go, Bruce, it's me, Barbara, I found the Batcave. I'm like, bro, she's wearing a fucking, like, she's not wearing a Batsuit that you make at home for a convention. She's wearing a Batsuit, and she just has eye goggles. Like, come on, come on, Dark Knight. Well, but, but, no, she does that, but it doesn't mean that he didn't know who it was. No, it's, it's stupid. Come on, no, it's, 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 he, 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 he didn't turn and go, oh, the whole time? <laughs> I mean, he should have turned around and said, what the fuck are you doing? Rather than, who are you? Such, I think... Such a bad movie. The worst Batmobile <laughs> by far as well. The worst Batsuit. Big issue, big, big issue with his Batman is that it is his Bruce Wayne. They're the same character. Sound the same. They act pretty much the same. 
They did, he doesn't have it, the Batman in that film isn't kind of a separate persona at all. They why haven't. Did, why didn't we have Val Kilmer for Batman and Robin? That's like it's the same director. It's, it's Joel Schumacher. So why did we go from Val Kilmer? Because George uh, Tim uh, fucking Michael Keaton didn't want to do Batman Forever because Tim Burton wasn't really attached to it, and he said no. So they got yep. Val Kilmer. So why wasn't Val Kilmer Batman and Batman and Robin? I, I don't think he was very well received um, from from memory. The actor felt so restricted by the costume he experienced and set and sort of an onset alien isolate isolation from the rest of the cast. Mm. Right. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. Sweet. Interesting. I, was, I, was, I, I assume you've listened to it already, Fuzzy, because you are a podcast guy. But the episode of Batman and Robin from How Did This Get Made, where they saw oh, yeah. the alternate actors for Mister Freeze. Was oh yeah, Anthony fucking Hopkins <laughs> or Hulk Hogan? I'm happy with either of those, to be honest. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is Mister Freeze. Yeah, Who are you, Brian? I'm all for him. He's yeah. got the chin. He just has to get rid of the mustache. Now I don't think he'd get rid of the mustache to play Mister Freeze. He'd have a frozen mustache. Hey, I mean, Chavez didn't get rid of it for um uh, for the Joker. Joker. Yeah, they, but you can't tell he's wearing top. a mustache. You they pa- literally painted over the top. You watch yeah. the 4K version, you can now. You watch the one pixel version back in the 50s and you can't tell. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, uh, I think, oh, Tom, do you want to add anything to George Clooney? I did. Do you want to add anything I was just talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't said anything. I just did. <laughs> He hasn't stopped talking. Um, let's move on. Number five, then. Um, my number five is uh, Valerie Kilmer. Yep. Um, yeah, in, in line with his rating uh, as as my fifth favorite Bruce Wayne. He's just <sighs> it, it's it's so disappointing his acting in this. It's just so wooden. But, you know, at the same time, I think he wasn't given a lot to do. And it sounds like there were difficulties with the director. So I think, you know, probably, you know, a bit more disappointing for him as as somebody who's known to be a very good actor. Um, yeah, disappointed to see him doing absolutely nothing. Can I say, looking at his bat suit in, these, in this image that has them all, it is both mesmerizing and very disturbing. It's a very disturbing bat suit. Mm-hmm. His black one with his arms up. Because all I can see is the shiny dong. It, it wasn't a large dong. dong. Yeah, it was a... Uh, they they definitely drew your eyes to the package area. I will say, I didn't, like... I don't overly mind his... Because he has two suits in this film as well. It's It's got the traditional bat logo, but then it's just got this, like, overly ripped torso and then just, like, a H.R. Geiger-designed fucking belt because hr giger did do the design of the batmobile in this film and it's just uh-huh. yeah well that explains a yeah, lot yeah it's weird <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we're all on agreements with this number five as well aren't we yeah pretty much yeah all right um my number four hold on, let me just that's <laughs> going yep uh my number four was affleck oh um, I didn't think he was he was great as Batman. Um, definitely better than Clooney and Kilmer. <laughs> um, yeah, he was. 
I don't, I don't know. I just uh, I, maybe it's because I don't like the movies. I just didn't like his character in it. Um, yeah, there were some cool moments for him as Batman. I really enjoyed the you know him like crouched up in the corner like a fucking vampire. Like that was kind of funny. And you know when he was like branding people with like bat logos, kind of cool. I liked that stuff. It was dark. And then he just you know I don't know. He just stopped being cool after that. And the whole like the whole you know. Why did you say that name? Bullshit was just, yeah, it just, oh, it was the worst. It's the worst turn in a movie. It's the worst reason for not killing him. Like, it was just bad. And then he becomes completely useless, apart from the fact that he's got a lot of money, the moment when supernatural things get involved, because he's just, you know, he's just a guy with a lot of cash. Like, you know, and he's getting the team together. And, you know, that's, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't like him as uh, as Batman. Fair enough. Here you go. Dirty, number four. Number four for me is Christian Bale. Whoa! Yep. Um, well, there's a lot of things about Christian Bale. Like, uh, like, I like the films, and they're good. it's a good story and all that sort of stuff like that as well. But don't like the Batsuits. All black with a gold belt. Don't like the Batmobile. Fucking, it's probably the second worst Batmobile out of all the Batmobiles. Uh, and the voice is just the worst Batman voice. Well, I wouldn't say the worst. George Clooney doesn't do a voice. He just it's just George Clooney. But it's. What do you mean? Yeah. Right. What do you say? It's not good. <laughs> um, I I like the way they introduced, say, the suit to the film where, you know, the bat suit is Wayne Tech. The Batmobile is Wayne Tech. The cape is a special fibre that if you put an electrical current to it, it makes the shape of what it's designed to do. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. But then, especially in the... Like, I really don't like the Dark Knight suit or the Dark Knight Rises suit. Like, it's actually... I think it's kind of bad. I like the idea of giving it extra mobility and all that sort of stuff. Like, the reason why he gets a new suit... But the design of it, I'm like, nah, not a, not down for it. I will I like say with the, with the voice, um, there is a, a, a comedian called Pete Holmes, and he did a... Um, the college a, humor a, stuff. Like, the college yeah. humor stuff, where Batman chooses his voice, they did a bunch of different things. Where are the other drugs going? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Where are the drugs? Batman. I think it's called Batman. Batman. Yeah, it's, it, there's a bunch of different, like, he did a whole series of them. It's so funny. Everything. So... Um, yeah, definitely check all of those out. Um, all of Pete Holmes' stuff is pretty good, actually. Um, but yeah, that's I, I agree with the voice. It was just a little bit too much. The, the, um, the cowl as well. I think like- I, I I did enjoy um, uh, Fat Flex version where he's like got a voice modulator. Got a voice modulator in the cowl. I like that. That's a nice touch to it. But yeah, I think yeah, I, I agree with the voice. The voice was. A little bit stupid, especially when it's like him talking to Bane. It just—it's just this whole conversation that was almost inaudible. Um, so yeah, especially like when they already know who he is. Hmm. When Bane already knows who he is. It's like why are you still putting on this voice? Insists on keeping it. You know, it's—it comes with the costume. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually the rich. The ridge of the graphite, it squishes the nose. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I found the cowl, like, on everyone else. 
it looked fine but on on ben affleck's uh christian bale's batman it, f- it looked like it felt so tight on his face his skin was pushing out the the front of it like it was like if you it wear a, a helmet too tight face. it just pushes your face out it, yeah it sort he, of he felt did like have that. a smushed face and his combat face i, sp- I suppose it's better than well. smushing your dong yeah um yeah there you go that's my uh was it number number four yes thomas uh yeah i reckon i'm gonna go with affleck as well as you fuzzy um yeah. and maybe it's just well, once again doesn't have a lot I haven't seen enough of him maybe i don't know yeah. it, it, like his suit was kind of cool that he was a bit more of a bigger brawlier sort of batman mm. um but as the character of batman as well like I, I i don't necessarily agree with what they did with batman in that universe at all but they made him kill um, people well they made him kill people they made him they made him like permanently him... kill people with mounted Gatling guns on the front of his fucking Batmobile. They made him like uh, just murdering dude. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what he's pulled out of as Frank Miller's Dark Knight when he is old and he doesn't care anymore because his his work has done nothing. Too old to begin the caring. Yeah, I don't know. But and there is a certain point that I, I do like the voice modulated thing, but I do want to hear. Ben Affleck with that over his voice saying wiki wiki wild wild west I feel like it would be very pleasurable and I could die happy um but yeah maybe, maybe it's just didn't say enough of it but it's just yep. it didn't necessarily impress me that much and yeah it, he pretty much spends Thanks, the entirety of the end of or is it Justice League uh, no not Justice League um when do they fight uh Batman vs Superman. Superman. He literally just spends the entire fucking thing just grappling, hooking around the island the entire time. He's distracted. He adds adds no fucking value. Like he adds a lot of money. He he distracts Doomsday. Like that's his whole thing. Is he's distracting Doomsday to let Lois and Superman get the Kryptonite spear. It doesn't look like he's distracting them. It just looks like the Doomsday's just attacking him anyway. He's like accidentally distracting him. Yeah, there but then when he's about to, to fuck any... up Wonder Woman, he fires a kryptonite. He fires ga- He throws gas grenades and fires kryptonite at him. <sighs> uh, I've watched it know. a couple times. Plus, he gets him out of the city. Well, you shouldn't have to watch it a couple of times for you to think he's actually a good strategist. I think like... he's a great strategist. <laughs> You're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, I, I just don't... I don't think it's a very good rendition of Batman, and it sort of poo-poos him compared to the rest of them. Fair enough. It felt like a very poo-pooed Batman, Poo-poo's. despite the fact that he did he did look cool. It was a very cool bat suit. No? No, Fuzzy doesn't agree? Nah. I like the bat training. The bat training was cool. He's fucking um, ripped. Ropes but- and tyres. Yeah, Nothing cooler bat- than ropes and tires. <laughs> and deadlift. I just don't think the bat suit was. It was too Adam West. <laughs> too <laughs> Adam as... West. Because he go- went for the grey instead of the black, and I just you know. You that's know. what he has in every other version of Batman, Fuzzy. You're talk- you are talking to the guy who wants blue and yellow. Uh, they all have yellow, except for um, except for. <laughs> they all. Ha- Huh? Every bat suit has yellow on it, except for Robert Pattinson. Oh, and George or some Clooney. sort of bronzy, golden yeah. color. Yeah. Robert Pattinson yeah. is all black. 
He has no Doesn't yellow. make him good. Oh, Although, he has like he, a yellow like <laughs> straps that hold down his armor on his shoulders. That's it. Doesn't make him good. Although he is going to be my number three um, on the list uh, is Battenson. Um, I thought he was a fairly good Batman. Um, I think they probably dwelled a little bit too long in the movie on you know some of the detective work he did, but I think I enjoyed seeing him as a detective as well as a badass fighter and yeah all that other stuff. So I think the Batman moments, which were few and fucking far between in this movie, um, were really good. And I think he was um, he played that well. So I'd like to see more of that Batman, different Bruce Wayne character for him. Like you know, give him something a bit more to do. Um, but the character of Batman was uh, was at least fun and well acted. Probably went a little bit too down the Christian Bale um, blah, 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 gruff voice, but mm. yeah, he was still pretty cool. Dirty number three? Yep, my number three is, is Robert Pattinson as well. Um, my big thing was he was the de- the detective. Like, that's the whole thing for... When you think of Batman, at least for me, he is a detective where Hollywood seems to think he's a superhero who stops bad guys and stops bombs. And while, yes, he does do that, he does it through detective work. Like, that's his whole stick. He follows the breadcrumbs and fucking... And, you know, stops the plot or whatever it might be. And this film was... A, he was the detective. B, he, while he didn't necessarily, say, have a Batman voice and a Bruce Wayne voice, when he spoke, it was still in a way that you couldn't necessarily pick up Bruce Wayne and Batman together in the same room sort of thing, where, mm. you know, when Batman walks into to crime scenes in this film and, you know, the cops are like, hey, you shouldn't be here. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at them. And it's just like a... It's, it's just like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done that sort of thing. Um, and I kind of like that. Like, he, he does, like, Batman doesn't need to talk a lot. He needs to convey any information that he feels he needs to share over, but he doesn't need to be George Clooney going, well, Commissioner, what's the problem here? It's Mr. Freeze. Oh, well, let's go check out the ice cream room and all that sort of shit. Like, he just needs to get the information from Gordon. I want he can an tell ice cream room. <laughs> to Gordon, they fight in a melted ice cream room and fucking Batman and Robin. That's when they throw Robin into the mint chocolate chip container. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was a pretty cool Batman. And his big thing was he's flat, no guns. He even says to Gordon, like, put your gun away. Don't need it. Like, when they're going through Wayne Manor that's an orphanage, he's like, put your gun away. You don't need it. Um... Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I like yeah, very different from Affleck, who has more guns than you know what to do with. Like, he loves the gun. He he hasn't seen a gun that he didn't want to fucking shoot someone with. He loves it. Yes, he pulled. Exactly. They pulled those the warehouse fight from Batman vs Superman is the fucking coolest. But they pulled shots from the film directly from the panels of the book, even events from the from the actual book, which is probably mm. my biggest problem with. Ben Affleck's Batman Superman okay. they, just, they just got two books and slapped them together and didn't find a way to actually put them together fair enough Thomas number three uh, so my number three is and I'm not sure depending on where you guys are putting this guy you may be upset by it but we'll see uh, is Keaton um, so look for me um I think that it's a product of age, really. Um, yeah. I think it's an it's it's an older film, and as such, had 
older films were acted differently and just done differently. And obviously, like, you have the the considerations of the Batsuit where it doesn't actually look like this Batman is actually able to move. Um, he turns his body to turn himself. <laughs> um, which, which to me, has issues to it in itself. Um, I think uh, it's, it's a bit of fun. But, yeah, it's, um, I think, just combination of age and the and the the actual bat suit that he's got doesn't doesn't really gel with me um the fact that it is meant to i'm pretty sure it's actually meant to be bulletproof as well but he can rip his cowl off his head by ripping through the suit he rips it off yeah, yeah, he, he, grabs, like the, yeah he grabs it from like from like under the cow like where they were gonna like where Joker's goons were gonna lift it is they grab it from the same spot he pulls it up from. Mm. No, but that's what I'm saying. He he rips through it. He rips the actual rubber of the suit. Mm. If you look at him, okay. Um, yeah, and they they but at the same time, like you're saying, they they're, they're trying to claim it's bulletproof, but also rippable. He gets yeah. shot in the <laughs> chest in that film, though. Oh, does he? Yeah, because they look at his armor, they're like, and there's the holes, there's the the, the point marks in his chest, and they're like, oh, he's wearing some kind of armor because he gets shot in the chest. <laughs> and okay, so I, I guess overall, it's he's a fun Batman. He, he was also a good kills Batman, in it. He also kills in but, both of his movies. <laughs> but if you, I'm looking at the Batmans that I enjoy, and I do enjoy the more gritty, realistic ones, which you can tell because of the two people that I haven't said yet. Um. And yeah, I guess this Keaton's just isn't that. It's a different era of Batman. Still good, still fun, mm. but yeah, not in my top two. Fair enough. Uh, all right, number two for me um, is Mr. Bale. Um, he was pretty cool as Batman. Um, again, uh, voice aside, you know, I thought he, he was really cool. At um, you know. Keaton changed superhero films. Um, you know, Bale saved Batman as a as a, oh, as a franchise. Yeah, he really resurrected what it was to be cool Batman, and uh, you know, it was very physical. It was gritty. Like you know, you got to see you know Bruce Wayne training up to be Batman with Rachel Ghul and all the rest of it. Like it's it's just very. He was just very very cool. Lots of cool gadgets. Um, you know, compunctions about killing people. Like, he just... He was fun. He was really fun as Batman and gave you that really... I suppose that edginess to him that was was cool. I, The only thing I disagree with about his whole Batman gadgets collection was the fucking bike that came out of the car. But apart from that and the giant cape that he was wearing on, on said bike... Um, that's, that's, not, but, that's not CGI as well. That's a prop. Uh, and, and the behind the features thing, they had the the stuntman on the bike, and they he, they had a thing of they'd make a different like if Batman touched his cape with one hand instead of two or something like that, it would turn it into a little backpack, so then he could ride without it getting caught. And they tried yeah. just low speed to see if he get caught, and it didn't, and it just went with it. Yeah, no, look, it's I just think he's just cool. He's just really fun, and everything about that Batman um, was enjoyable to watch. So um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a bit of. Um, of Bale as my number two. Dirty, number two? Number two is Michael Keaton. Hey. Um, grew up watching Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is... Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your favourite movie, Dirty. Yeah. 
Um, it is yes, yeah, a good one. But without Tim Burton and Michael Keaton's Batman '89, we wouldn't have had the animated series. We wouldn't have had the updated sort of stylings of how Batman is in the comic books. Like it was, it was a foundation for what Batman is now. Um, and the only reason I probably have him second is he kills people, which you know, fine. It's it's not overly a problem. It's done off in a little eh sort of sort of way. It's not flat killing people. Um, but also, I like the Batman Returns suit way better than the '89 suit. Um, and it just I don't know. Like I, I like him as Batman. He's he's got the great fucking presence and atmosphere, and you know he's he's fucking cool. But yeah, his turning and fights is is. It's awkward. Even in Batman Returns where he has a slimmer cowl and it's a slimmer suit, it's not as big and fucking portly as it is in 89, he still moves very awkwardly. Like, when he looks around for, you know, to, to program his giant 3D batarang to throw around, like, he he actually pivots his shoulders to look at the people around him. Um, but, yeah, no, I think he's fucking great. He has the best Batmobile. He has a fucking sweet Batcave. He has the best Wayne Manor. Uh, and he's got the most iconic theme as well. So, yeah. There you go. Sure. Mm. Thomas? Uh, yeah. So our number two is going to be Robert Pattinson. Um, wow. I really, I, I, I liked his Batman. I thought it was one of the first iterations since actually being very true to who the Batman character is meant to be. Um, from what you were talking about before, from not using the guns, from actually doing detective work, actually having a logical set of equipment that empowers him to do said detective work, um, and then actually working and forming those partnerships and actually having a believable, workable relationship with Gordon. Mm. Um, I think the way... and anybody who listens to last week will know that I very much enjoyed this film uh, the other two people on this call not so much um, <laughs> but yeah no I, I I honestly think that like well, if I compare it to only first films mm. of Batmans he'd be in my opinion the best Batman he would be number one if it was just yeah. if, it, uh, if okay. I was just comparing the first films of it that everybody's portrayed, um, because I think it's it, it, this to me is the the best introduction of a first Batman, and he's also he's like he's brutal enough in the fighting. I think they did do a misstep with this film in general because this film is clearly not a children's film yet they still rated it as PG. If they had actually been able to be that little bit more brutal with it, <laughs> um, I think it would have been better. Um, but yeah, I, it seems I, like an odd choice, though, right? For for a rating to just yeah, it, it was a very dark film. Yeah, like it's not a film for kids anyway. So why no. why tone it down in some places when it's not toned down in other places? Like uh, it's just weird, strange to me. Um, but yeah, no, and I think that his his bat suit is cool. I like his bat suit. Um, not huge on his like stitched together cow thing, but I think that'll probably change. Um, probably the biggest issue with him as a Batman is his fucking wingsuit. Um, 
which I really hope is getting shat on online. So I just asked second, a mate of mine in he, this he, second he, film, they know not to do that. He just watched. <laughs> uh, he just watched Batman. He's like, it's pretty good, huh? And I'm like, what do you think of the of the wingsuit? He's like, yeah, I like that stuff. It made sense. I'm just like, he's like, not that stupid fucking gliding all the time. I'm like, yeah. Why are you friends with this person? So you've unfriended him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, a grenade went off at his feet as well. And I'm like, yeah, that was stupid. Just like it was in No Time to Die. I don't, I don't know if we, we discussed it, but like one of my my most frustrating points for me was the bit where he gets you know, blown up, obviously, and not a scratch on him. But then he oh, wakes cowl up. His is dinged oh, up, but his face is fine. Yeah, he wakes up, what, an hour later? Maybe half an hour later at the police station. At night time. Comple- completely surrounded by police that they would have taken his cowl off they would have done it already like before it's, he had a chance to it's in the trailer as well so it is not necessarily a spoiler for people who haven't watched it yet but the the car driving through the funeral procession and crashing at the altar how did the car get through all of those protesters and reporters on the street <sighs> to get through the door magic yeah saying they, magic, they had a police they... escort and the chauffeurs at the front, it was a parking lot. Out the front, that car's not getting through the front door. Nope. No. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. Number um, ones. Number ones. My number one is uh, Mr. Keaton. Um, he's just iconic. Just everything about him was really cool. Like he just he. he made superhero movies what they are today we would not have superhero movies as we know them without what michael keaton did yeah and it was it was cool it was you know he made bruce wayne cool he made batman cool he was just you know there was a lot of action no he couldn't turn his head but a lot of other batmans can't turn their heads either so that's totally fine i'm i'm fine with that he's i think only two batmans just a cool guy really christian bale and robert pattinson can turn their heads yeah, they, they did that with great difficulty, though. And, like, you know, I liked the sculpted look of it. It's very, you know, it was all very Tim Burton. Um, he's had the best villains. He's had, you know, just everything. Like, some of the best movies. He's just really... He was a really cool Batman to, to have there. And he had all of the cool gadgets that you would imagine Batman would have. And, you know, his yellow, bright yellow utility belt. Um, and just... Ah, just, he's just cool. I just love him. So, yes, uh, Michael Keaton for me at the numero uno position. He does have the best Batmobile as well. The Batmobile's oh, fucking awesome. Unbelievable. And Michael Keaton coming back Flashpoint this year. Yep, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> now, say, not necessarily a good thing there, duty. <sighs> I mean, I'm keen for it. Yeah, my number one's Ben Affleck. Um, he is... The and surprise to no one. Surprise to no one. He's the comic accurate Batman in regards concern to, to most. Concern to most. Well, yes, he does. Surprise, but yeah, concern. Yes. Yeah, he does. Of course, kill people in Batman Superman. But I like the story that they were telling. Say after the events of Batman Superman, with Superman's sacrifice, that Batman goes back to his traditional roots of I'm not going to kill people anymore. I'm going to be better and do better sort of thing. Apart from the ones that I've already killed and pretty much given death sentences to the people that are going to prison for the brandings. Like, you know. Uh, the brandings, the brandings. Uh, you got to watch the extended version of Batman Superman because Lex Luthor is no, killing the people in prison. No one else. 
Yeah, no, but they're saying that it's like a death sentence to get that branding. So, yes, if you, you know, get that branding and go to prison, Lex Luthor pays his thugs to kill them to give Batman a bad Dom, spotlight. Are you hearing this bullshit? Yeah, this is Mr. Like, oh, you can't have, you know, everything has to be accurate to these things. And it's not accurate. It's not, that's not how <laughs> Batman rolls. Which is why I think I'm so annoyed that he didn't like the, 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 the Batman, that he had issues with the Batman. is because it was the most accurate, in my opinion. Yeah. And he had issues with it still, yet he can forgive this one. 616, duty. His whole that, that <laughs> makes his whole argument about Spider-Man and Into the Spider-Verse null and void. Does not. Because he's making concessions Does not. for the things that he Spider-Man, likes. Spider-Man, Into the Correct. Spider-Verse, bought the comic version of the character from the books into a movie for a character that does not exist. That's what they did, then they ruined it. It's cardinal rule, you don't do that from a fucking comic book movie. I mean, I'm, I'm speechless, Tom. I'm speechless. I am fine. without speech. Anyways, the Batmobile was fucking dope. He had awesome fucking Alfred. I like the story. Best the... Alfred, yes. I think yeah. we can agree on that, Tom. Yeah, best Alfred. Yes. Jeremy Zion. The, yeah. the backstory they were going with post... Star was fantastic. Yes. The backstory they were going with post-Superman's death in regards to Batman wanting to redeem himself... I liked what they were doing there. I liked the backstory they created for Batman and Joker's feud that they created that gives us the explanation of why Wayne Manor is a burnt-down rubble and why he lives like on a lake house by a river rather than living in Wayne Manor. I like they sort of went through with why Jared Leto has fake teeth because Batman fucking knocked them out uh, and fucked them up royally. Like, I liked that sort of that style into it. The voice modulator was cool. The Batmobile was cool. His gadgets were fucking cool. His suits were fucking cool. I didn't have an issue with a single out, like outfit-wise that he wore. Like he wore what four, five different oh, outfits. Come on, those tactical goggles were pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the <laughs> goggles—they look dumb as fuck. The yeah. goggles, maybe, but that's it. Like the actual. But rest he doesn't of the have suit. an issue with it, Tom. It's all right. It's okay. The, the goggles, maybe. Look at, him, look at him in that picture, like the picture that you had uh, we had up before that yeah. has the um, fucking bat suits. So bottom, bottom right, him in that outfit. He looks like a grandpa in that still. How much does he look like? <laughs> looks awful. I like I like the suit. The, the got... iron bat suit that he had was terrible. The, um, the, the iron future bat. bat. Where he's dressed up in the, the, the like he's fighting Superman. That the one. The armored bat suit that is pulled directly from Frank Knight's uh, Frank Miller's. I don't care if it was pulled directly from my asshole. It looks like <laughs> shit. Well, that's um, that's the big problem with this. Like and future bat suit. Future bat suit looked t- even worse because l- he's got these jowls underneath here. Like I get that he's wearing a scarf, but it just makes him look, you know, for a oh, guy that-, that they were teasing as Fat Fleck. Like, don't make him look fatter. Don't make it look like he's just got these like puffy rolls up like this. He's got like zero neck. It just goes head, shoulders. So that and outfit, then knees and toes. That, um, but that, yes, <laughs> that outfit is his traditional bat suit outfit with cargo pants and a jacket over the top and his cape removed. It, That's all it is. It looks like he's trying to get a role as the next Indiana Jones. Like, it just looks stupid. Um, they had the yeah. best fucking bat suits. It's better than Christian Bale's bat suits because it's not fucking black on black. Like, it is breaking it up so you can fucking see what it is. See, Bale's stuff... I have no issue with black on black. I fucking hate it. No issue. I hate it completely. Bale's bat suits were actually, you know, constructed things. You could see how they were made. Like, there was a process to it. His one's just... Are just magic. They're just like it's just. Oh, they're magic. I don't know. 
I like it. How no, no, explain how they're magic bat suits. Okay, it's the so same thing of body first... armor with cloth, cloth over the top. That's what it is. No, it doesn't look. Like, it looks like fucking. It's painted on. It's it's so bad. He's, it's in the, so in terrible. In the giant bat logo on his chest in the Batman Superman, he has bullet holes and scratches all over it. Oh, and it's you know ripped. that's and like fucking... me going. To, that's like me going down to Autobahn and getting those stickers for the side of my car that look like fucking bullet holes. Like it's exactly the same thing. It looks. Terrible. And you can't fucking argue that the fucking warehouse scene is the one of the coolest Batman scenes. I'm not arguing that's a, that. That was a very cool scene. And he very gets violent. shot point Definitely blank in the back people. of the head, and he just gets fucking pissed. Like fucking loved that. They hold the gun up to the back of his head and fire it, and he just and just beats. He fucking pulls the knife out of his leg and then impales the dude in the wall with him. Like this is fucking yeah. So cool. the knife can go in, but a point blank shot with a pistol. Doesn't. He gets hit in the leg. Yeah, your body armor's not. Oh, your so his legs. Leg. Oh, so that's. Uh, so he's got no body Wait, armor. Wait, what? what, what he, he wears a bodysuit. What do you mean? So his, his armor, like it's you know, his bat suit, isn't just a fucking leer. He can't. It's he not, can't justify it, Tom. He can't. He, he, he makes, watch he's, he's like struggling he's so, the water. He's like, if he likes it, if he likes it, he will make every excuse for it. What do you think? What do you think the bat suit is? Do you think it's just lycra over his muscles? But you just you were just saying in the. Le- yeah, it's it's Don't. it's like fucking Michael Keaton. It's like every other fucking bat suit. It's armor with a fucking thing over the top of it. It's yeah, just, no, thing, I need to go through all of Duty's. You just got stabbed in the leg, and you just sit. Oh, I need to go through all of Duty's tweets now just to make sure he hasn't called um, uh, fucking Zack Snyder sir. No, like it feels no, like that's, that's, that's the that's level we're weird. going at. I look, that's <laughs> fucking weird. I will say the negative about. The story in regards to Batman Superman is they literally put two books that don't merge together and they slap them together without looking at any other source material where Batman and Superman fucking fight each other. But every other Batsuit we've had before that is fucking black with a little bit of yellow or it's bright fucking silver being a winter suit. But like, this is a Batsuit that we've seen in the fucking books. It is grey with black. And I think they could fucking, if they wanted to in a future Batman film, they could do grey with black and have that slight, tiny, you know, midnight purple or midnight blue tinge through it. What they've been doing in the comics. Because the suits they've got in the comics fucking kick the shit out of the suits inside this fucking movie. In any of these movies. Yep, fair enough. Oh look, yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to anger me, Tom. I knew, <laughs> I knew his number one was he's going to anger me. Batman. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Uh, so I'll go for number one. Uh, uh, so you anybody, yeah, well, for anybody who is paying attention, um, yeah, wait, my number one Batman is the same as my number one Bruce Wayne. Um. And I know that he, Christian Bale does have his issues, especially with that Batman voice, but I think that um, overall, out of the most of them, he probably had the most time to shine um, and also had some very interesting relationships and characteristics, especially with the differences between the Batman and the Joker. He had a lot of opportunities to show um, emotional range and anger within the character. So stuff like the... Uh, prison scene between him and the Joker those those are interesting dynamics to sort of see that Batman in I do very much like his actually I I, I do like both their Batsuits interestingly the the biggest issue that I have with the Batsuit for Christian Bale is that do not show it in direct sunlight which is 
which is where, which is what made it look stupid, in my opinion. I, I think it was a good-looking suit until in The Dark Knight Rises they had him in pure sunlight wearing the suit where those suits are, are made to look good in the dark. In the dark, yeah. He's wearing fucking motorbike boots as well. I mean, he's basically he, like... He, you, he rides a motorbike. At, <laughs> you look at what Pattinson was doing. Like, you know, Pattinson's suit Pattinson's is Doc Martens. He's in Doc Martens. <laughs> I know, but he's he's essentially like the exact same as Bale. Like he's he's it's not that different from what Bale's wearing. He's not done, gone far enough away. Um, it's got a from, little bit of that Arkham Knight styling to it from the game. How it's got the bat suit inside the armor panels and that attached to the shoulder sort of thing like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. To, to me at least, uh, to me, I, I, I do see a difference personally because I, I I see it more as. as um, Christian Bale is more wearing sort of like a, a Kevlar military grade sort of the sort of that sort of thing, whereas Bright Robert Pattinson- Black, you believe it, it looks like it could be something that he could make together, like put together himself. Oh, Robert Pattinson ones to me more looks like he's wearing a tank. Um, it looks very metal. Yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, um, no, fair enough. Which I actually kind of dig the metal look. To be honest, I, I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the things on. The, how they Robert shoot Pat- out of the side of oh no for Robert Pattinson Robert, one. Robert Pattinson his big chunky wrist things that still have no fucking idea what they are oh his uh, uh, Black Widow wrist guards yeah 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 the, the, <laughs> they the, go into the, his fucking grappling guns well that you said they're gas canisters that somebody else has, thinks they're darts but, um, doesn't, but doesn't, like you see, no him, evidence you see of any like, of it. Don't you see him like fucking move it back into like his gas canister? Like he fires it and then you see like it move. I don't recall. You, it might have been there for like half a second, but yeah, definitely not long enough to be a relevant point. I think, like they needed to make a much a much bigger deal about it to actually make it believable, or to at least sell us on that bullshit. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think um, Christian Bale is yeah the Batman at the moment, um, mainly mainly because I think that he had, he's had the most time to play with it. To actually grow the role, be the role, um, and yeah, at least he was able to have some form of duality and some form of difference between his two roles, which is where you have issues with um, people like uh, our bottom two, where there was no difference between the fucking Bruce Wayne and the Batman. They were the fucking same person, same yeah. voice, same everything. Um, yeah, and I think just that trilogy is a phenomenal trilogy and there's no denying that in my opinion i'll fucking fight you if you do (laughs) uh yeah oh so he is my number one don't at me yeah no No, adam adam Adam. (laughs) up and at him but that's it there we go we've rated our uh, yeah sorry let's let's do just one last thing let's just say combined perfect guy i think for duty clearly affleck is your perfect batman mm-hmm. um uh, tom though i really want to know would you prefer keaton or bale as your overall batman and bruce wayne bale bale okay yeah see i'm, I'm cheating sure. like I'm, I, I i the originalist guy i love it i i can understand bale but just yeah i don't know but you see i didn't grow i also didn't grow up with keaton because the, those initial two films, right, when I was younger, were scary as fuck. 
I didn't watch them. I watched I watched Batman and Robin, um, and Batman Forever because they weren't they weren't as scary, and yep. I'd seen them. And then when I was young, super young, I was just like, oh yeah, I watched the other ones. And I think I watched the first. No, I watched Batman Returns before the original Batman. Fucking penguin, fucking terrifying. I didn't like those films. That bit where he's eating the fish, the raw fish. Nobody bro. bites oh, the yet. dude's nose My nose off. could be gushing oh, with yeah. blood. Nose gushing with blood. <laughs> As a kid, I didn't enjoy those films. They were scary. Fucking loved them. Yeah, no, look, Keaton was, like, phenomenal. It was That was the height of his popularity as well. He'd just come off Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, he was... Yeah, he was very, very good at doing what he did then, so... I think, yeah, they Tim Burton does fucking crazy movies as well, and he just hit, it hit all the right notes for everybody at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think he got in and got out really quick, which was good. You know, two movies done, you know, leave people wanting more, whereas Bale gave everybody everything they could possibly want. And I think there's no mystery to his, his Batman at all. There's, you know, there's always this mystery of potential for what Bruce Wayne... Uh, what, um, Michael Keaton could have done as far as Batman's concerned uh, but we know absolutely everything about um, about Bale so yeah. Yeah, I like that <laughs> yeah, there we go there we have it that's this week's episode of Shaken Not Nerd counting down our best Batmans or our preferred Batmans and our preferred Bruce Wayne's over the live action with the Batman that uh, that dropped last week I still need to go see it a second time yeah me too but uh, that's it for this week's episode. Anything else to add? I think Fuzzy and I are back for Noob this week, talking WWE 2K22 and the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else to add on to that as well. Not uh, at this stage. <laughs> I would just like to let you know that I told Ian that you were bad-mouthing Mad Max, and he has said that you both don't understand art, and I agree with him. <laughs> this, is, this comes from the guy that did that little like, flip book of Mad Max when they just drive out and then turn around and come back again. That is That's the, the entirety of, of the, the movie. Entire film. Uh, Things are great. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, come back next week and we can bitch about Mad Max. <laughs> Indeed, quite right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back most likely next week. And um, until then, keep doing what you're doing. Ciao. Bye.